Shadow of Mordor, Alien Isolation, Video Games the Movie, this and much more on... I think it's the, like, little, uh, the... What the hell is that? The organ or something that does it for me at the very like, end? Anyways, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is a burning barrel podcast, name change, all that sort of thing. It is October at some point. I am Paul, as always, and with me is Nathan. Yeah, hey, Nathan and Paul, the burning barrel people. We burn stuff. <laughs> Metaphorically. <laughs> we burn stuff. Yeah. I have... Well, I told the story last time. That's our There's... tagline. We burn stuff. It's really It's still media.matters. Okay. <laughs> but it should probably be we burn stuff. <laughs> anyway. Uh yeah, we're we're a podcast about games and movies and stuff, TV shows, books, news, YouTube. Oh yeah, like, books. We, we talk about reading, anything. I finished really. reading this book right here, Jurassic Park. Oh yeah. Did you like it? Uh, that movie's way better. Oh sure. man, holy crap! David sure. Coab, dude, Jesus Christ. Uh, this book gets so boring and stupid at some point, and I kind of started disliking it. Okay, but there are things about it that are totally fine, so I don't want to be too harsh about it. It totally commits that sin I was talking about last week, though, of just the redundant use of said like flagrantly to the point where I was just like this page yeah. has like 23 like I know who's talking at this point so that still sucked Ian Malcolm is still great like he that's where that character comes from they have a bunch of his stuff is totally intact uh, but I don't know just like ways in so many ways I felt the movie just kind of trimmed fat and like honed stuff that was good and just kind of negated stuff that really didn't matter. Like, it's just like, why is this lawyer character here? And why is this guy, Ed Regis, like the guy that dies? No one even cares about him. We'll get rid of the lawyer in this scene. And then two birds, one stone, moving on. This scene yeah. here where Arnold dies, we don't need to see that. It would be better if his arm just falls on Ellie later. Like, just stuff like that. Like, they just kind of come up with ways to kind of surprise you that the book just kind of... And then the raptor ripped open his guts, and you're just like, okay, like, I then, guess you could so, just tell me, but it's not <laughs> surprising at all. So, would you say that Spielberg is better at making a movie than Crichton is at writing? I mean, I've only read one Crichton book, so I don't know. Okay. But I've seen what? That's Congo. I've seen Congo, and Congo is <laughs> really bad. Yeah, uh, but. Laser I always, guns? I always forget what it's called. I think it's called Runaway or something. It's about robotic spiders and Tom Selleck's in it. And it's an 80s movie with uh, Gene Simmons. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Michael Crichton wrote it. It's pretty stupid. So I'm saying maybe Crichton's writing abilities were totally, you know, hey, techno thrillers and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, okay. Basically, yes. Steven Spielberg's Bay making movies than some authors are writing books. Including Peter Benchley. Jaws isn't good. I read that as well. Not recently, but in my time. So, mm. Spielberg's making a habit of, like, improving stuff. Although, that's he's the guy behind the camera. David Coep's the guy who's writing this stuff. So, 
like hold on to your butts. That was him. That was David Coop, dude. So props I just to that found guy. Runaway. Oh yeah, my god, that is what it's called. I always forget that movie's called because its premise is so much more interesting than its title. So it's mm. not called like Robo Spider Death or something. It's just like no Runaway. It's like, what's that movie about? Robotic spiders. And it's like, why didn't right. you convey that in any way? So, yeah. Uh, man, I'm trying... Like, they get into, like, more detail is the kind of argument in favor of the book for some people, but kind of, who like, needless detail. Like, And there's also just more going on that it was weird seeing how much of the kind of foundation of this book ends up in all three movies. Like, they just kind of split it up. Because it's just like, there's so much going on in this book. We'll just, like, write three screenplays from this, basically. Like, Hammond doesn't die in the movie, but Hammond's, like, nephew does in yeah. the sequel. Almost kind of the same way. Sure. But actually, no. He dies, Hammond dies almost the same way as Peter Stormare does in Lost World. Where he gets, like, picked apart by the little dinosaurs. Like, in the water like he falls and hurts his leg like all that stuff it's like point for point this scene is that scene but with a different character and then it or it's like there you go through the aviary and there's all the pterodactyls they just cut that out and put it in the third movie or it's like oh the tyrannosaur is swimming after them and they're on a river raft we'll just we'll just take that make it a bigger dinosaur and put it in the third movie like this it's weird seeing like oh so much stuff it makes me wonder what is in lost world the book like, is it similar? You should read it. Okay, is it good? Is it better? Like, is it? I all I remember is that I had the same book of Jurassic Park you have that little like handbook paperback, paperback yeah. and the Lost World one was this big giant monstrosity <laughs> like with this hardcover. Okay, like is it was it significantly like... longer, or is it? No, I think it was just bigger type or something. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Like, the default version on Goodreads is, like, 50 pages longer than what I have. So, mine's yeah. kind of, like, smaller typeface and whatever. Like, it's, it's yeah. But, um, I don't know. It, for me, it was, like, the thing that kept me going was I already had so much, like, appreciation for this movie. I was kind of like, this is where that movie came from. I'm going to read this whole thing. I so kind of stopped. be good. Well, I mean, I kind of stopped enjoying it around page, like, 300. And there's still 100 left. So, I was just kind of like, all right. What happens? And it ends just kind of on a shrug, kind of. It's just like, yeah, no, that that's totally crazy what happened on that island, Dr. Grant. Uh, you're going to have to stay here at this hotel for a while. Okay, bye. And then they just, oh, that was the last page in the book. It's just like nothing. It's just super flat. Uh, whatever. Um, books, yes, we talk about them, and that's what I just did. Let's move on to video games. Yeah. Those are more exciting. Because I want to talk to you about Shadow of Mordor. Oh, okay. Uh, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. Shadow of Mordor, yeah. As it's technically called, I guess. Yeah. Monolith. Middle dash Earth colon. Colon. Shadow, shadow of, of Mordor. Mordor. Yep. It's just one shadow, right? It's not shadows. Shadow. Because he, okay. he is the shadow, or his other guy ta is. Or Sauron is. Is that hmm? what his name is? Talion? Talion or something, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I can't tell who the shadow is. If it's him because he's going around stalking these guys and killing orcs and stuff, or if it's his counterpart who is actually basically a shadow. 
or if it yeah or if it's just a broad like the black hand of sauron and sauron is the shadow of mordor Mm -hmm. like uh so yeah (laughs) that game is made by monolith it is uh a third person open world action thing that is very very similar to assassin's creed in sort of structure and whatnot um it's got kind of arkham asylum style battle system and how far are you in it like what are, where have, are you at? I've I have a few more story missions to do. I've killed all of the orcs. Like like is killing those war chiefs the game or does it go up more tiers? There's story missions like Gollum is part of it. Oh yeah, uh, I've, there's I've like the it. resistance dudes are yeah. part of it. Part of I've, it is killing the war chiefs. But so I'm saying like is that the highest point on the totem pole is war chiefs or is it like oh dude there's like generals Oh, there's, like, Admiral, like, I don't know. Like, they just keep going up, like, five stars, dude, five-star general. And then eventually it's just, you've got to stab the eyeball in the face, and then you win. I I I actually don't know, because I have to do more. I spend a lot of the time killing the orcs and battling, more so than doing the story missions, because I kind of don't care about Gollum, like, following him around. Yeah, I mean... His his story missions are kind of boring because they just consist of you following him and then him getting into trouble, fighting a bit, and then following him some more. Well, it's it's also... It's basically just find this little trinket or something has been the two yeah. I've done so far. It's like, oh, I found this gemstone. And then the ghost guy that hangs out with you remembers something about who he was. And then right. I got a, like a kind of crown or something, and then he remembered another thing. But he also got this kind of area of effect power that yeah. was exactly what I wanted. Cause I was getting so annoyed at just getting mobbed by these dudes. Like, it's just like, like here, here's where like I went into this game with people like, like you compared it to Arkham. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. It's like Arkham. Okay. Well, okay. The battle system is right. The, but the game doesn't play out like Arkham at all. Well, that's the thing. Cause I was just like, in Arkham City, I'm, like, looking for trouble. Because I'm like, oh, there's some dudes in that alley. I'm going to go fuck those dudes up because I'm Batman. I'll, like, drop down or, like, walk around a corner and just walk right into battle confident as all get out and just waste everybody. And it's just like, yeah, bring on more dudes. What do you got? I'm Batman. And you just beat up 50 guys like it's nothing. In this, it's like, oh, shit, I got, I got seen. Oh, no. And then just, like, 30 dudes start, like, mobbing me. And I'm just like, dude, I'm just trying to pick up some gold or whatever over here. I was I was just trying to climb this tower. I was just trying to kill this one guy. Can you just let me do that? And it's just like, all right, I'm just going to run away. Or I'm just going to try to fight and then get totally sucker punched by, like, arrows and spears and shit while I'm trying to fight. And Or, like, the kind of double A to vault over them thing, I find I'm always... Like, or, or no, it's really the Berserker guys when I do the little stun thing and then yeah. start stabbing them a bunch. Dudes come up on me, like, so fast. And it's like, guys, I need to finish off this guy first, please. Stop it. See, I don't view the, like, boop, 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 boop thing as yeah. a finisher for me. It raises my combo to a point where I can execute any orc dumb enough to come up to me. Right, and instantly. then, you know, BY. Like, it, it has so many bullet points in common with the way that combat flows like arkham does of just like you yeah. you 
hit this threshold in your combo, now you can do this thing. Yeah. Wraith stun is basically his cape thwip that, like, sure. confuses guys. Like, yeah. you roll over dudes and all this kind of stuff. Like, I don't have throwing daggers, have done... but that's batarangs, basically, by the sound of it. Like, it is. Have you done the, like, uh, the double parry or anything at any point? Where two guys no. come up to you and you push Y at the top, they try to attack you? No. You and your elf buddy split apart into two different entities and, like, parry them. It's kind of cool looking. Okay. Is that a thing I have to unlock on the tree, or is it... I don't know, actually. It, it sounds like it probably is. Or, or if, I, if it's, like, you know, his wraith abilities power up, maybe you've done more golem missions than me or something. Maybe it's one of those. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I don't... I've been, like, hitting, like, just highs and lows with that. I'm just, like, oh, man, that was actually really fun. Like, I just ran in there, found a named dude, wrecked him found some, like, money, climbed a tower, and, like, opened up some more map stuff. That was cool. And then it's just like, oh, I'm, okay, I'm actually gonna do a story mission now. Let's go, let's, let's go do a story mission. Okay, I'm gonna go kill this war chief. Oh, I gotta kill 35 guys before he'll even show up. Yeah. I'll do my best. Oh, I died. Oh, everyone got promoted. Oh, it's gonna tell me all that. Okay, get out of here. I oh, just skip now past half- all of that anytime I die. I've started doing that, but it's still, like, some Warchief missions, like, the first Warchief mission I did, when I failed, and hit, I could just hit retry, and it would be, like, right there. Like, he would be walking out, and yeah. it's just like, oh, and then, like, they're all singing this song about him, and I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna kill this guy. Oh, it's I died so again. so dumb when they sing Oh, here he is again. Dude. Yeah, each one seems to have a song where they're just chanting his name. Uh, but subsequent ones, I've tried two different ones. It's just, no, you start at this default tower. You gotta run over there again. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I don't want to. Plus, everyone has leveled up now. So, like, those dudes there are more powerful. Like, I guess I could go get some more intel or something, but I don't want to. So, I just, I don't know. I kind of. Are you annoyed at this place. point of every time you get into a fight with one of them, they're just like, Outlander! I'm going to crush you again. Yeah. yeah. That's a just like, stupid little last ten- time. It's like, shut up, man. Like, I was just trying to hang out. You, you got, it's got such a severe, angry tone. Like, sure. it's such a vicious game of just like, oh, I interrogated that guy. And you just stab him in the face. It's like, for a while that was bothering me. But then I realized you're not like asking them questions. You're like stealing information from their soul and then killing yeah. them. Because you're just like, yeah. no, you're 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 an asshole. You wouldn't have told me anyway. I'm gonna kill you. Like it's like there's right. no mercy there. But I don't know. It's like dude's temperament isn't Kratos, where he's just like, Ugh! he's not but his over parents, the top enough in his anger. Yeah, yeah, like his family was murdered and everything, but he still seems kind of lackadaisical about it. Just kind of like, ah. Eh. And then, okay, I'm gonna stab you in the face. This is like I wouldn't have stabbed that guy in the face if I was you. Or just like you sneak up on a guy and just stab him through the ear. It's like I, I don't want to play stealth. I don't want to play stealth. Like I just, I don't want to do that. So I'm not really getting stealthy. And I think that game really wants you to, like, clear out I, these dudes a bit or something. Hmm. Like I, I don't I'm just kind of because I, whatever mood I'm in, that's how I play for that session. So there okay. have been sessions where I just went on like a 20-minute stealth mission, slowly creeping up on everyone and taking them out. But they're, mm-hmm. the most fun and enjoyment I get out of it is 
like I'm just trying to remember which one it was. I can't remember his name, but one of them is like this brutal war leader guy. He's a guy with two bodyguards with him. That I mean, have... it's like it's a weird rotating cast of higher like orc army people. So I don't know if if he's one of the war chiefs. So I guess he has a set name. Yeah. But, you, okay. I think the set names change between players. So I think they're randomly generated. Oh, okay. So I don't. I don't, I don't know, know that they're the same. But anyways, he his thing is that he's like something the killer or something. I can't remember. And mm-hmm. he's decked out in full armor. And he has two, he has a berserker, like, elite guy with him, and also a shield elite guy, like, mm-hmm. bodyguards. And I think he's the one you have to kill a bunch of dudes, which way now? 35 dudes before he'll show up, or the that archers be, before he'll appear? No, it might be 35 dudes. Because, like, he kind of just appears in the middle of, like, a giant battle after everything's been... Like raging for a bit. Yeah. And um, I don't know. Like I died on that when he first got called out, but he stays out after that. So I go back, start the mission again, and he's already hanging around and there's guys everywhere. So what I liked to do for that one specifically is go up, kill all the archers stealthily, take out any guys that like are around the tower bases and stuff very stealthily, then go up to the highest tower shoot one of his bodyguards in the head until they get, like, annoyed, and then jump down and, like, stab the other one doing a, like, dive, like, uh, the brutalized thing or whatever, and then Uh start the fight after I've already stealthily and, like, using archery killed probably at least ten guys around him, and then I'll think on the fight. Okay. And then, like, even then, there's still, like, 20 guys that show up because boss battle... I guess. Yeah, that game loves chaos, and I I just find it overwhelming really quickly. Like, yeah, like it's like oh, it's got the Arkham combat, but in that I always felt like I'm running the show. Like I have to screw up in order to lose a battle. Like I am in command of what's happening. Like the cues are very clear. Like, and I mean the cues aren't the problem here because it's got like press Y right now, okay. Press A right now, okay. But like, it's making me do that so often. I'm just like, look. I just want to kill these guys, okay? They just like, is there just like a and everyone explodes button or something? It's like not really. Like you have this AX and you can stun them, and it's like, eh, well, I see, don't know. I, kinda, I just, I kind of like the chaos because it makes me feel like if you're watching it in a movie or whatever, the yeah. like hero or whatever is like battling through a bunch of orcs like to get to this one guy, mm-hmm. and then he gets there. There's a little bit of a fight, then another guy tries to stab him in the back, so he turns around, like, then he's in a fight with two other guys while this other guy's getting away. It has that feel to it, and it does that fantastically. The problem I have with this game in general, I'm just going to move this on a little bit more, is that Mm -hmm. I don't give a shit at all about the story or the lore. It's all mechanically driven for me, and since I care about mechanics the most in video games, that's what's keeping me interested. Ah, yeah, like, it's... It's, it's a revenge story, and, like, the characters aren't well fleshed out. I don't care about any of them. The only thing I care about at all in this game is Gollum, and that's because he's had so much hist- backstory to him that I know what he's like as a character. Not because, like, if this was my first introduction to him, I wouldn't care about him either. Oh, yeah, they just treat him like, you know, you know. like, he's talking about the Precious, yeah. you know what that is. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They... <sighs> 
I guess lore, it, it's, it seems very consistent with, like, Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. Like, it's got the yeah. same, like, orcs banter and just kind of gross monsters and weird kind of gory stuff that it revels in. Like, I don't know how it really, like, maybe the, the parts of the Tolkien stuff that I just feel aren't there are, like, the kind of laid-back charming stuff because it's in Mordor, so it's always, yeah. like, on. So it's, like, I can't just walk into a pub and get, like, you know, I'm going to go to the Prancing Pony and get a pint. It's, like, no, this is not that game. You're going to go to the orc stronghold and stab everybody. And then you're going to go to the other you're gonna one. You're going to poison their And then grog. you're going to cut off their head. Yeah, you're going to poison <laughs> yeah. that grog. And I did that today. And it was just, like... <laughs> I guess, but, like, it's not always so grim and violent and smoky and gross. Like, I want to just hang out with some ants or something or just... Like, it's weird to me, too, that, like, the creatures they have aren't... Like, what are those things? Cargo gars or whatever? Krogars? Like, cargors or whatever, yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, where are the wargs at? I know what those are. What is that? Like, this is a weird dinosaur, like, dog bear thing. What is this? It's like, I ride that thing and kill stuff. And it's like, I... Also, whenever you're on one of those things, you're just, like, getting on stuff weird and, like, driving it around awkwardly. And I never, it climbs I never use that at all. I don't well, like it. It's just, like, some of, the, some of the chiefs have, like, weaknesses to it, right? So I, I was like, oh, I'll just use that. And I did for one, but I had to bite that guy, like, 50 times. Like, it's just, like... All right, X to knock him down, bite. X to knock him down, yeah. bite. X to knock him down, bite. I'm really glad no one else is mobbing up on me right now, but this is taking a while. I just like bite, bite, bite. You know what the bite. Worst there he part died. about that is that they all have strength and strengths and weaknesses, but mm-hmm. you get to a certain point later on in the game where none of that matters. It's like he got enraged. This guy got enraged because he saw like his guy fall in combat or like he got burnt a little bit. So now he's in rage. It meant absolutely fucking nothing. I still destroyed him in like three more hits. Oh, okay. But like, yeah, the fear, what bothers me about that part of it too, is that the, the coolest one was there was a captain and his thing was, you could shoot him in the head and I killed him in one shot. Like I got a good headshot on him from like, across this giant field because I was on a tower mm-hmm. and just like smoked him in the head and it like crossed his name off the list or whatever and yeah. then like the thing popped out I was like that's fucking sweet I have yet to encounter another single fucking orc captain in that game that you're able to shoot in the head and kill with one hit okay whereas I thought I thought your problem was going to be and then I had to run across the field to go get that rune because I, I wanted it I leave those runes actually if they're in a bad spot until later when I'm back in that area because they, oh, they stay up forever. Stay? Yeah. Oh wow, okay, that that's cool. But I mean, it's like using the lore cleverly of just like you know, like I was actually found myself in one of the sub menus where it was like, oh, there's like in depth descriptions of all the plants, and I was like, oh wow, this is actually like ranger stuff. Like this is like things a ranger would know. And it's described like, oh, yeah, you crumble this up and you can make this kind of healing solve with it. And I was like, I'm so like, I'm glad somebody wrote this. But like in practice, every plant does the same thing. It's just like restore health. okay. and like I've had awkward battle stuff where I'm like in the middle of a fight. It's like, all right, I got to go find some plants and just like run away looking for a plant to eat. 
and just like wishing I had some sort of skill ability or something where it's just like kill a guy, get some health or something, just so I can stay in combat more. Before yeah, I'm, there, like, you there are those down. skills. All right, I'll, there are I'll those skills that it's just. Like, one specific one that became super helpful for a while is if you get knocked down in combat and you do the, like, last chance, like, last stand sort of thing, yeah. if you do that wrong, or if you do that right, you're still kind of fucked because your health is, like, one tick away, so anything will that hits you will hurt you. We'll knock There's you down one again. skill yeah. you get where if you, like, execute that perfectly, you'll get, like, full health again and, like, full uh. energy that would be good. Like the focus. So you basically you know, come back right from the dead, and you killed yeah. an orc to do it. So, yeah. Did I, you meet any of the captains that shoot uh, fire arrows at you, and how fucking annoying they are? I don't know. Like exploding I, arrows. No, I guess not. Like there, there's been some range stuff, but I've just been trying to close the gap as quick as I can because I don't want that happening. Well, the problem with them specifically is that. If, like, they have, if another guy attacks you and you're parrying them, they will run away to a safe part and then shoot you again. And those Ah. exploding arrows hurt so fucking bad. It's like two hits and you're down. That sounds terrible. They're really, really, really rough. And they can shoot you at, like, it doesn't hurt the other orcs around them, which is annoying, too. Mm hmm. Sorry, I guess I'm just thinking, like, I am falling in combat a lot. I haven't been hit by exploding arrows, but it sounds like I'm going to fall in combat way more. And I find it weird how, like, the story is written to, like, account for that. Of just, like, dude can come back. Like, he can't die. He's cursed. And you're just like, okay. But they still kind of punish you with just, like, no, you got to retry that mission. You're just like, he's fucking, he's invincible. Why can't I just, like, come back or something? Like, just mash buttons or some shit. Who cares? Like, the lore of this story already negates all of this shit. Just let me keep fighting. Like, I, I don't want to sure. have to run back to the thing. And if I do have to run back, it's like I'm hearing the same dialogue over and over. Like, he'll come back and be like, what is this strange power, Wraith? And it's like, are you fucking serious? Like, we've talked about like, this three times. Like, every four single, hours. The like, one I get all the time is, what are these large silver towers or something like that? It's like, really? You got all of them already. And, like, I, and <laughs> I can, I, me personally can tell you what those towers are. Yeah, there are lights to guide us in the darkness where not much light may lie or whatever (laughs) he says over and over. Yeah, like it's like the game forgets that you already heard that or it only has like four things that they can talk about when you respawn and it's just like, guys, I'm going to die a lot. You need more lines or stop. Just don't have them say anything. Like, Like, why why don't they just record a bunch of lines saying, so that sucked, huh? or something like yeah like like, it seems like the some of the orc dialogue seems to be sort of like taking into account what happened last time you ran into them no it totally does every time and it's hilarious if i ran from the battle they remember that if like he got hurt pretty bad but then some shit happened or whatever like he'll like be like well they look that way too like if you've killed the same orc like four times their they face will just be mangled and they'll be covered in blood. Or something. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. <laughs> like, it's... It's got a lot of, like, qualities. I do like that hierarchy system. I think that's a very clever yeah. 
just the engine system in general. never ending combat of just like no this yeah. land is just at war like this is just how it goes there's just going to be more guys replacing them and you, you get killed and they get leveled up and you're just like that absolutely makes sense this is a war economy basically that we're seeing here like that's neat to have that be just generating missions for you yeah. but like the, it is so combat 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 that it's just like can i just is there anything like i don't know i'm just like getting like i guess i'll just do the mission combat like the main missions because that's what really matters but those seem to be like really hard encounters so it's just i i'm like should i just be grinding like smaller stuff more like it seems pointless because like if i go to do a war chief mission like there was a point where I'd cleared out like six captains or something. It was like, oh man, like Sauron's ranks are totally hurting. I'm going to try a war chief now. Lost that. Dude levels up. Dude gets promoted. There, it all filled in again. It's like, do you want me to like go do a bunch of shitty little vendetta quests now and then try it again later? Or should I just attempt it again now? Because it just seems to be like it ramped up again right after I failed the first time. It's just like, Fuck you, Sauron one. Yeah. Go fight more. It's just like and there was a point even like the first time I was kind of running up against like, oh, I guess I should do some story quests now, is like I bought every ability that was available to me. And it's just like, yeah, you got some skill points. It's like I can't spend them, I think. I guess I gotta go do some story missions. Like, should I always be coming up against that limit before I move on to the next big like wave of story stuff? Like, should it be like Okay, I'm maxed out. I'm as powerful as I can be. Now it's time to kill some war chiefs. And then I I think the on. idea is that I definitely went the harder route of just like getting real so like normalized with the mechanics mm-hmm. that like I don't look even at the like prompts anymore for push Y now, push A now. If some guy's coming up to me and I see his arms start going up, I instinctually push Y and it just feels like a fluid battle the whole time. You recognize who a berserker is and the shield guys. Oh, and all easily, shit. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Because the thing is, the berserkers all have almost the exact same orc model, <laughs> which is kind of weird. Yeah, they're all the big burly guy with two axes, all of them. Two axes, maybe one. cross straps on them or something, and yeah. yeah like yeah. the only thing that changes is whatever. Yeah, they're wearing, but they are like almost the exact same model. The shield guys are obviously easy to point out of a crowd because they have the giant shield with them. Yeah, the arrow guys for me, the spear throwers are the hardest for me to pinpoint because they just kind of look like a normal smaller dude until they run away and then start chucking spears at you. Yeah, there's just like spears being thrown into the battle, fucking up your combo. And you're just like, God, ah, I was at seven. I was about to kill that guy. Yeah. Crap. And then flip, flip, flip. I got a thing now where if I flip over a guy, it like stuns him for a little bit. So that's kind of helping. But uh it's it's you should look into the skill that gives you the ability to do what the hell is it like the you know how when you get up to eight combo points or whatever like at times eight combo it'll go red and then you can do a different ability yeah get the ability that makes that go down to five and then you will always then like it's basically like Attack, attack, fight, 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 kill, parry, fight, 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 jump, and then you are able to instantly execute somebody. Or, like, if you're overwhelmed, do your ground slam and everybody gets stunned for a second so you can catch your breath. It makes mm-hmm. that game 
barely a video game anymore. It's like it makes it just so easy because it's like that. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the fact that those three extra skill po- like combo points or whatever mm-hmm. is where I always get hit by an arrow or by a dude coming up to hit me or something. So having it down to five, it's just like, oh, this other guy that would get me if I had to go to eight combo points. He's like, dead now. So he's just instantly on. executed. Let's keep going. <laughs> sort of thing yeah I'm, it's a game where i'm like i i i guess i can see where all this effort went and just like it's a formula a lot of people like i haven't been a fan of kind of the assassin's creed formula in a while i i haven't been a fan of it at all either this has held my attention a lot though mm, I, I don't know like it's like Part of it is like, okay, well, it has a license I like, so that helps. Like, it's not just like, sure. Italy and this bullshit. And it's like, okay, right. this is recognizable. It's like, okay, this is like Tolkien stuff. But yeah. that it's like made it this weird, hard-boiled, violent slant on that isn't my favorite. And mm. I, I don't know. It was just, I just felt like I was just like dying over and over and over and the game was just repopulating with more and more dudes. So it's just like, I didn't feel like there was much forward progress happening. It was like, well, I'm getting experience and my dagger's a little better now, but it was just like, everything just started over. Like, I just, it just reset and they're even saying the same things. Like, I don't know. It was just getting kind of, maybe it's like there's clearly no narrative kind of thrust to it. It's just, you need to get revenge at some point. It's not like, you know, Arkham City where it's like, oh, he's poisoned, like, he's got to hurry. Like, there's something going on. There's, like, some sort of dilemma or something. Like, here it's just like, yeah, no, you can't die. And, I mean, what's the deal with this ghost dude? It's like, I don't, whatever. I don't really care. Okay, uh, Sauron's real bad. It's like, yeah, but Frodo's going to kill that dude with the ring and everything. So it's not like I'm going to win. Like, you yeah. know. And, like, if they had, like, a face to it that I cared about, it's like, hey, dudes, Saruman or something. Like, somebody from the fiction that you care about as opposed to just like we ginned up a bunch of random orcs and like those evil sorcerer dudes that they just kind of came up with that are causing problems at the beginning or whatever like like your family got murdered by random fantasy dudes and you're just like i don't that's not anybody like who is that it's not it's not i don't know it's not really doing it for me on the license front on that end but it's like yeah, combat has like a familiarity to it. It kind of fills those bullet points in with stuff from the license, and that's cool. And it looks nice and everything, but sure. I don't know. I, I was getting kind of frustrated with it and switched over to Alien Isolation earlier today. Yeah. And was immediately delighted. I was just like, oh, thank God. This is this is great. Like, right they're out of the box. They're two completely different experiences. They're both licensed products. That makes no difference. They're both based I, on licenses. And one of them... I honestly don't think Shadow of Mordor is based on a license so much as they got a license to put onto this mechanic-driven like thing they've been working on. Assassin's Creed clone or something? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I guess. Like, it, it is. it does seem really tenuously connected to stuff. It's just like, hey, Gollum's... As in barely here. at all. That's remember Gollum? Really like, he shows oh, up and in, also like, the Mordor. first hour. 
Well, yeah, the fact that it's Mordor, yeah. but it's just like smoky battle zone. Like it doesn't matter yeah. where this is. But yeah, they they make up a character. They refer to you as a ranger and everything, but it's just a made up dude. Like, yeah, yeah everything just seems kind of put together. It's like, it's like tacked on. At any point, it's like, oh, dude, there's Oliphants or something. Like, is there shit from the movies that's just like, giant war elephants? There's a cave troll. Like, is there cave trolls? Why aren't there cave trolls? Uh, what do you consider a cave troll? Like, there are the those big, giant... burly, giant thing from the Fellowship and also the well, dudes opening that door in Return of the King. Big well, clubs. Are... Okay, yeah, no. There are giant things that look more like uh, rancors in the caves. Oh, okay. Like these big, giant, like, monsters <laughs> sort of thing. They're not trolls, though. They're more like a rancor. monsters. Okay. I guess there's yeah. also, like, where dwarves and elves and shit. Like, like there's... anyone? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, hey, here's, the, here's like, this great grandson of a character you know or somebody you're just like oh cool he's got a giant beard and an axe it's a dwarf where's yay he, where's like, even the lore for dwarves like there's lore in there for there was there even. was an acknowledgement of like a plant grows as tall as a dwarf or something like in in those like in-depth reading about plants they make yeah. acknowledgement of shit but if you're not going to be reading those yeah it, it can just skate right past you it's just like well there's runes and swords and Sauron and all that, but it, it doesn't really get some of that stuff happening, which like, th- the the movie is all about the character dynamics between all the, the fellowship. You got this posse of characters. This just has like, grouchy ghost man and his weird kind of ambivalent but revengeful guy. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, Not a great main character. However... I will Swords. say, yeah. getting back on track here, where Shadow of Mordor fails as a licensed tie-in because it feels like they just took a license they had on the back burner and somehow applied it to this really cool idea and like proof of concept they had mechanically. Yeah. Alien Isolation is by far the best alien game I have ever played in my life. It is so attached alien. to this license. And it it's is like, so I mean, alien. It's like, hey... This might just be like, hey, it's like alien fan service or something, but it's like, dude, whatever. Like, it's like if you care about this, it has the aesthetic like so hundred percent awesome. Like, I love looking at computer yeah. screens and like the font they chose for the yes. menus is awesome. Yes, and like the weird video filters on like just the ships well, and everything, it just looks like eighties video tape sci fi. No, that's what it is. The thing with Alien is that it, since it was made like in the late seventies, early eighties, yeah, and then like, and then later on as well, um, their idea of Alien was the eighties idea of what the future looks like, and that's what this shit looks like in this game. (laughs) So it's just like, oh, I found this CRT TV. I gotta open this thing like on this computer with this keyboard, and it's just like, well, like the payphones that have the card instead of change, and that's how you save, like, like like, buttons on it and whatever. Like, it's just got such a cohesive look to its world and everything, and like that, it's limited in its kind of grandiose scope to just like there is a alien, and you gotta watch out for that motherfucker because he's it's alien. Who knows where's he gonna show up? I don't know. 
Like there, there was a moment how where far I did was you like, get? "Uh, I, how far did you get?" Like I don't want. I think you, I think you surpassed me. Okay, uh, I, I dealt with a bunch of synthetics recently, uh, which. Was oh crazy. yeah, you're way past me then. Oh my god, the synthetics, dude! Fuck, because they have like dead eyes and like weird doll face, and like they're like early model kind of shit, so they have like plastic skin. And they just, mm-hmm. it's such a great creepy ass thing to have in your horror game because it's like, this is totally in sync with the fiction. It's like exactly a thing. It's just like, this computer wants to kill you and it has drones. Like it has like, you know, androids roaming around the ship. You got to hide. And you're just like, yeah, I do. Because if that thing sees me, it's just going to start punching me and I'm going to shoot it. And it's not going to matter. It's just going to bleed milk blood and then just keep attacking me. And like, I'm going to hit it and it's just going to bend its head weird, but it's going to keep fighting. It's like, ah, it, it's oh, great. Dude, yeah. You've played four times as much as I have available. Okay. Isolation. There's great stuff in there to keep playing. I don't know. Yeah. But like, yeah, like, you know, it'll preoccupy you with other stuff. And then the alien will just remind you like, Hey, don't stand near that vent like there was like encounters where i'm like preoccupied with hiding from someone else and then it's just like oh shit and then the alien comes at you or whatever but then there's there's totally moments where it's just like no the thing that's happening in this scene is you're trying to get a key card or you're trying to access a computer or something but the alien is in this area and you're just like that's really bad and they totally have the motion detector at a point okay and they make the coolest use of like slide focus because like you just press L to focus on what's ahead of you instead of the screen. So it just like blurs so you can kind of see like the blinking happening in your foreground and then you switch back. But then everything out there is kind of hazy. So then you're just like, wait a minute, was that it? Zoom in. Oh, shit, that's the alien. And then it's like beeping on your thing and you're just like, oh, and you hide behind a box or something like go into a locker. Like it's totally got like stealth game mechanic stuff of just like hiding behind stuff peeking out jumping in lockers like it's pretty simple you don't really have like tons of stuff at your disposal but that makes it just more tense in a way that seems totally in sync with the fiction of all of this stuff also i guess we we were saying how great this is like you know fictionally or whatever you are ellen ripley's daughter who is like on a company mission to kind of just basically we found the flight recorder from your mom's ship. We're going to go try to find her. Like, you know, you've been kind of on, you have no idea what happened to her. Do you want to come on this mission? Well, yeah, they go to get the flight recorder, right? Yeah. That's like all they're really doing. And it all goes super sideways, like right away. Uh, and I don't know. I've been really, really impressed with this, their use of first person stuff, like all the graphic filters and everything look really good. The The sound design. Holy shit. It's really good. It's so good. good. It's got all those kind of like tones and stuff from the movie fiction. Like that's the thing. It leverages its history really well. It like all it has to do is just remind you of stuff from the movies and that they realized it in the game. It's just like bonus points. That's exactly what you should have done. Awesome. I'm talking specifically about how when the thing happens, like whatever, they go on the mission, they find the ship they're supposed to go to or the space station and there's a giant problem that, ba- like, the space station docking area is fucked. So a piece basically breaks off as they're board it, doing a spacewalk to board it. Mm-hmm. And, like, a bunch of people go flying and stuff. But the sound design for when you're in space or in a vacuum 
and everything's very tinny because the only sound you would hear is anything that resonated through your suit and body mm-hmm. and not like outside. So even like the explosions and stuff were laid back and like, like the sound muffles. Yeah. yeah. Like, and then when the aliens are around and stuff, like it's all there's, so there's some creepy. good weird music when there are aliens around too. But yeah, I like really it's like I have played desolate first person games before. Like it's kind of reminding me a bit of like Bioshock or something where you're in a desolate station or like a city. Uh, Dead Space games have kind of riffed on all that stuff. But because it has the license and it's well executed, it's so much more impactful than just like it's a weird baby with like tentacles. And you're just like, shut up, Dead Space. It's the it's the xenomorph, and you're just like, oh fuck! Like it's like that is the monster from the movies. Like that is the thing. It's got that tail. It'll kill you. Like even dying is kind of amazing because it's just like that's it's like the oh like there's just little touches to the deaths that are really cool. I've only really seen three distinct different ones, alien deaths anyway. But even even like the way synthetics and stuff will deal with you, like there's neck snaps and weird shit. But uh, I don't know. It's Maybe a little weird how many people are around sometimes. For a game called Alien Isolation. Yeah, like yeah. early in the game anyway. It there's kind a space of space station, though. Yeah, they, they justify it by being like, this is a whole station of people. Like, if you kind of want to relate it to some of the movie fiction stuff, it's like, what if LV-426 or whatever, like, the, the station, that company that existed before they get there in Aliens... What would the downfall of that look like where you have several hundred people running around? Yes. And then it all goes terrible. Like this is kind of in the midst of something like that happening where there's panicked people running around fighting for supplies and just kind of, what was that? I don't know. Shoot it. Like, and it's like you're hiding from people sometimes yeah. in this game. Like it's it's a little weird because you're just like, I'm here for an alien, but they kind of they make smart use of all that stuff. Like when the alien shows up, everything else doesn't matter. Like if that, that is now the threat number one. And I, yeah. I don't know, like I, yeah, I've I'm seen really some videos of that alien that glitched out though, in the environment. And I've had, that... I've had the alien actually glitch out on me. Uh, was it an event? No, I've had it kill me an event though, which was awesome. Like I, I dove okay. into a vent and it was diving into the event at the same time. It's just like, oh yeah. no, I made the worst <laughs> decision. And I love the doors on the vents too, like the weird kind of spiral open thing. It's an like, aperture. Yeah. Yeah. Like like um, a camera. Yeah. But I've had it get stuck in a door frame and I, I emptied my entire oh also there's a gun. I don't know if you have that yet. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I emptied all my bullets, threw all my like smoke bombs at it and shit, and it was just like stuck there. Obviously, you can't really kill it because it is like a nemesis type figure or something like you cannot yes. defeat it. So it was just like it can't kill me right now, but I'm done. Like, I can't get to my objective now. It is right there. I'm just going to see what I'm just going to throw all my stuff, try what I can, try to hit it with this hammer <laughs> and then just like, oh, it ate me. It did the whole double mouth thing. And OK, I'm dead. But yeah, I'm kind of stuck in a bit of a trying to figure out where to go like i know the aliens there and it's stalking me but i don't know what the room i'm trying to even go to is so i should probably Mm. check my map a little more thoroughly how do you feel about the idea that this game is 20 hours long that's insane really yeah because i didn't know about it either until i was talking about it on top down last week 
And Sean Holy was like, crap. and Sean asked me the same thing. So are you going to play for the full 20 hours? I was like, uh, excuse me. That's, ins- <laughs> that's incredible. Our, well, yeah. I'm like I've only play played more. it for about two hours and it yeah, already I... feels like it should be wrapping up in maybe another like four hours. <laughs> I, I guess I don't know how they're going to keep stringing me along with stuff, but there's a lot of stuff you they could show you in the alien universe that would be really cool to see. Like just walk in on like egg chambers, like hey, there's a queen. It's like oh no, like just who knows what is in store. I I was like oh man, this game's awesome. I'm gonna stay up all night and play and finish it. Like I figured it would be like six eight hours or something. I was like oh I'm in hour four, two more hours. So I'm glad I know that would be in a futile thing. Yeah I'd no I like, oh it's five in the morning. What? No I heard it's <laughs> twenty hours. And then I okay. looked up the how long to beat or whatever, and somebody was like 21 hours. <laughs> so it's just like, all right, okay. that is a thorough campaign right there. That's, that's cool. Huge. That's a uh, single cu- player experience right there. Yeah, that that's, is. That's pretty awesome. Uh, I'm curious what the survival mode entails, because like, yeah, I'm really like, I like a lot of the mechanics and I like how it looks and everything. I'm like, you could put some of these systems in play in a way that would be really cool in a different kind of slant of just like, it is just a procedural mode or it's just, you're in this big area and you're just trying to survive and hide or something. Like, I don't know what the challenges are, but I want to play through the story first before I tinker with any of that stuff. So I haven't really looked into it, but that's, that's awesome. I didn't know it was that thorough, that hefty. From what you've played of it so far, yeah. yeah, game of the year contender. It's it's one of the more gripping games I've played this in the past twelve months or whatever. Yeah, like if it keeps it up, it could be. I don't know. Okay. Well, either way, that's a game I have to revisit. Obviously, like when I got it was last like during my weekend. I tinkered with it as much as i could and now i'm doing my work week so i'll probably play more of it when my weekend comes up here again Mm -hmm. and we'll see how far i get in it i yeah dude that game is alien like i didn't i'd never i always thought alien would make a really cool video game but i never thought they'd pull it off because everything they've done with the alien license has been kind of terrible to okay well it's weird it's because I feel like developers have always focused on the aliens license and gone for that sure. game over, man, game over, like Marines fighting shit, like throw Which some predators fine, in yeah. there. Like, yeah, it yeah. fits a video game template too, but to go for kind of like, wait, no, what if we make it a really like moody, atmospheric first person horror game? Like that's what you should have been trying maybe before. Like that's yes. That's really the more compelling angle on that. So, how are you yeah, playing it? Keyboard and mouse, or with a controller? Oh, controller for me. That's what I've been doing. Okay, because yeah. I want to actually like I have my TV right beside me here, set up to like play Steam games if I want. I mm-hmm. think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to sit down with a controller on the couch and just play it that way because. Sitting with a keyboard and mouse, I don't feel like I'm getting a great experience. Even though I really can hear the like how great the sound is with headphones, which I will probably lose going to TV. Oh, okay, yeah. No, there, there's been an instance or two where I'm like, I kind of wish I had really, like, thorough audio, like, distinction. Like, we, we do have some stereo yeah. stuff set up right now, but it's not, like, to the point where it's like, oh, the alien is up these stairs and to the left a bit. It's just kind of like, I hear footsteps, and that's really bad, 
and my sensor thing is saying left generally. So I'm going to hide in this locker. <laughs> like, just, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's a little guesswork right now. Like, if I had thorough, like, just like, oh, it's coming in the hall. Okay, okay. Like, yeah, like dodging, dodging this room or something. If I had that additional sense awareness thing, uh, that, that would help a lot. I guess I will say, like, Shadow of Mordor, I got to the point where I was already listening to podcasts and shit while I was running around stabbing shit. Uh, Actually, I, I've been doing that since the beginning, because, like okay. I said, I really don't care about what story they're trying to pigeonhole in there. Yeah, Alien Isolation, though, is just, like, fully focused, 100% committed to paying attention to what is happening on my screen. You kind of have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I love that it's just like, no, like, dude, play, pay attention. You're playing this video game. It's like, all right. Like, I was, like, leaning forward, edge of my seat stuff, and I was like, man, I'm so happy this game is grabbing me like that, because it ha- it's been a while <laughs> where a game has done that. <laughs> Like, right. it's like even games I'm like kind of like, oh, this is fun. It's it's like, eh, like, I, I don't know if I'm going to finish Metro Prime 3. Like, it's dragging on. I don't want that game to be 20 hours. I hope that game's not 20 hours because I'm kind of getting tired. What, Metroid Prime 3? Yeah, I'm just getting bounced around. I'm just like, sweet, you got this new power. Okay, where, where, where do I use it? Okay, go to this level here and it's this third floor over here. It's like awesome like it, it doesn't feel as like knit together as how long have you I been want. playing it off and on Roughly. for a couple weeks like i've put in nine hours okay you're half done all right i'm gonna put that on the shelf for a little while <laughs> no I'm, I'm totally just fucking with you you have five hours left it's roughly 14 hours <sighs> it's a and weird then... middle zone though it's like you're like 60 percent done it's like yeah well i'm over the crest of the hill but Actually, you're uh, way over the crest of the hill, I would yeah. say. Yeah. It's like, I'd say it's you're like about after halfway you're done hiking and you still have to walk back to the car. Like, it's just like, yeah. I'm, I just wish I didn't do this at all <laughs> or something. Like, yeah. I'm getting worn out by it. So, I think I'm going to switch over to Alien for, for game and stuff. But hey, that's just one of the fine horror video games to come out in the last two weeks. How Shinji Mikami's glorious return. Yeah. I was going to say, I haven't got a, an opportunity to say thank you for doing that. That was kind of nice. Like, oh, just out of nowhere. Just I like, guess, but, like, hmm? you know, you, you helped me out so much this year with the games. So it, it's like, <laughs> man, three for one, that's a great deal. Or something. <laughs> I don't know. And they're like, all self- relevant right now. Alien and Shadow of Mordor, like, she's like, man, I feel bad now. And yeah, so there, whatever. It's not that. Is it okay though? Because you're saying it's not that good, which is kind of sad. We're talking about evil with it. I will say it's 100% okay. Okay. What I wanted was way more than okay because I love Shinji Mikami. I've I've basically loved everything he's done essentially Uh for like the genre of survival horror and this whole sort of thing. And uh-huh. it feels like a middling Resident Evil 4 that didn't even do the, re- the like, that Resident Evil 4 thing fully. I guess I'm, I'm curious. I want to probe further about that because, like, Shadows of the Damned was kind of like Resident Evil 4. Yes, but Shadows of the Damned went so much like Resident Evil 4 and, like, away from... Shadow of the Damned was very much how Resident Evil 4 played. Yeah. Not so much about, like the tone and the story and maybe stuff. it's the tone or something because it was a fully different tone the character was just like 
egregiously sexually in charged and yeah yeah like it's it's, it's also a pseudo comedy also right so it's it's not quite the same but yes. okay but in resident evil 4 there's like some ridiculous stuff like there's that napoleon guy with his weird castle and like strange minions and whatever like is there an observant I'm, I'm hoping i get to that point because right now it seems like what it's going for is if if Shadows of the Damned went for, like, a comedic sort of, I don't know, like, let's say Lonely Island almost feel or something, right? Like, if you were to compare it to a music album, this is very much like a cannibal corpse. We are, like, very much about blood and gore and gross things and bleh. Like, okay. And, and that's but, not cool. So it's like the Evil Dead remake, not, not tongue-in-cheek Army about of it at all. Like super serious about it. Well, the new, the new Evil Dead the remake. It's a little more, less fun about it, you know. But more so, I, you're like, saying, like it's like yeah, like Hostile Two. I don't. The thing is, for some of the stupid comedy. shit that's going on in it right now, maybe uh-huh. it's just the characters are just too serious about it or something. Where if they went a little more Deadly Premonition or like Twin Peaksy and just like completely weird. And out yeah. there about it, it might be okay. But right now, it's basically like I'll tell you the, some of the stuff that happened. The you know the teaser trailers and stuff like that where it showed off. I've watched you, like zero percent. Okay, okay. Basically, there's like something going on. You're a, a cop, and you're with three other cops driving. Something's going on at the insane hospital. You get there. There's a bunch of dead people. You're wondering what's going on. Something happens, and then you wake up like on a meat hook sort of thing like Ugh, by your okay. ankles like tied up on a meat oh, hook to be okay, slaughtered okay. yeah so yeah. that whole section of the beginning is basically a stealth like oh god i can't let this guy see me sort of thing or he's chasing me and i gotta get out of here and mm-hmm. then you do and then after that that's what i thought this whole game would kind of be like after that it's full-blown resident evil 4 where it's like burn well with the like semblance of some cool stuff that apparently will never come to be example you get matches in this game and when you get the matches right beside them it's just like it's a part of the tutorial part at the very beginning you pick them up and you're like use matches to burn corpses so i'm just like oh shit crimson heads right the first thing that comes to your mind why you burn a corpse apparently they don't come back from the dead ever in the game i've been told so it's just so, if you're creepy like that, you can burn all those corpses. Like I don't know why you do. It sounds like it sounds like the reason for it is that you can like when you're fighting enemies, you they can get knocked down, and then they'll come back up because they're not fully dead. And then right. that's when you would set them on fire. They would come back up and they would just be on fire and like setting their like horde of friendly evil guys on fire with them, and it would be this huge thing. Mm-hmm. But. I don't know. The reason why... Apparently, like, they do come back to life at some point, or some do randomly, but the guy that was telling me that you don't ever have to worry about the Crimson Head Syndrome or something is because this game is so linear that you never backtrack, and it never becomes an issue. So when you pass by a corpse, you won't come back to that area for the rest of the game. Uh, I guess... Unless you're maybe, like, completionist or something, and you're going for, like, every nook and cranny or something. But he said other than that, like, you barely, you won't ever worry about that. Hmm. I guess I want to kind of ask about just some fundamentals, because it's like... Yeah. Resident Evil 4, 
you're a special agent. The president's daughter has been kidnapped. You got to go rescue her. Like, what is like this pitch line for what you're doing? And I have no fucking idea. After that shit happens and you get out of the mental hospital after being like tied up or whatever. Yeah. You're you're escaping in an ambulance that like the other cops that you were with or whatever basically hot wired or whatever to get out of there because the city is falling apart and there's a creepy guy that goes invisible and he's just like hanging think like a creepy wesker maybe okay like but like like, is it zombies or what are is just monsters like just evil has descended on this town from from what i can tell yes to all of the your questions just now it is zombies Zombies, monsters monsters, and evils descended on the town Okay, all of these things. I don't uh, know. That may, maybe that's the problem I have with it, is that it's not focused. Uh-huh. Whereas Resident Evil 4 knew what it was doing, it was another Resident Evil game, even though it was in this weird... I mean, it just kind of kept straining along adventure stuff that got more yeah. and more insane. It was just like, oh, I walk into this creepy town, and there's some dudes with chainsaws. That's crazy, and you're fighting those no, guys. No, all that part's like, oh, giant trolls, uh-huh. There's a but giant there's, eyeball monster. It's like, I, Resident Evil 4 uh, got bad when it was a shooter as well. Like when it became just oh, military dudes infected. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The latter half of that whole game is bad. That's right. There's a sec. Well, it's like a section of that game, but... It's the last yeah. third of that game. After the castle, everything becomes army maybe, guys. Maybe last quarter, but okay. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that stuff. That must not be my favorite stuff at all. That's right. But, okay, like, in Resident Evil 4, though, giant arsenal, it's kind of up to you what you want to keep, like, different stuff. Like, for example, Red 9, dude, love that thing. I just kept pimping that thing out, kept that, like, the whole game. I didn't get any other handguns because I just liked the way it looked, right? Like, can you do – is there, like, a variety to use? Is there a little what-are-you-buying kind of guy or gold? Is Is there trinkets? There's stuff you can buy, there's upgrades you can buy, and there's treasure. upgrades for your weapons and stuff you can buy. I don't believe there's treasure. I need to play more of it, because, like, on Top Down again, Sean was saying, well, Brad Schumacher says it gets better after two hours, to which I snarkily replied, Brad Schumacher hasn't been any, uh, right about anything for ten years. But, anyways, <laughs> if that's true, then I am super excited to see if that game actually does get better. Because for right now, like, don't get me wrong, it is totally playable for, like, a Halloween horror Resident Evil 4 type playing experience. Does it look nice? Like, does it look like a modern game? Like, it's got some kick-ass graphics? or Because, eh. uh, like, Resident Evil 4 looked really good in its time. Does this look really good I, in its time? I'm going to say eh, and I'll okay. tell you why. Because I'm playing it on PC, and... Mm-hmm. They locked it at 30 frames per second at a uh, 1,000 by 600 ratio or something. Oh, that's where it gets weird. That's a weird resolution. Okay. Yeah, so hold on. Let me just find evil within PC resolution. Not It's not the resolution so much, but it has the, like, scan line. Not scan line, but, like, the letterboxing bars, even though it's presented in yeah. So, okay, I've, I did read that, but I was like, eh, it's a stylistic choice. Like, that might not be the end of the world, but okay. They, Those bars are about one and a half times the width of a normal widescreen bar on each side. They're huge. They're fucking okay. huge. So, 
what you have to do if you're going to play Evil Within is, since you got on the Steam and stuff, you go into the Steam settings and the run settings, and then you set the code to access the in-game console so mm-hmm. you can unlock the, resol- the frames per Frame second. Rate. Because at 30 frames per second, it feels really shitty for me for some reason. Like, it does, mm. it feels... I don't know what it is. Like, it runs worse. So when I unlocked it, it started running normally because it was, like, actually utilizing my PC and not kind of bottlenecking it. Okay. It's really weird. I don't know why it did that at all because it doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. But mm. regardless, so I did that, and then I took the letterboxing bars completely off. Now it's playable. <laughs> so Weird, okay. But they're going. Huh. They try to go for a cinematic feel, and I thought it made the game feel worse playing it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess last last question. Um, mm-hmm. is it? Do you know? Like, it's kind of just a lame, uh, technical thing. Is it like NVIDIA enhanced or AMD enhanced, or does it have any preference on that front? Because Shadow of Mordor is NVIDIA, and it doesn't run super amazing. Uh, Alien, however, is AMD, and it's like it defaulted to ultra everything and every effect on, and it looks awesome. So it's just like... The weird thing for me is that Shadow of Mordor, by all like respects, I looked it up on the canirunit.com or whatever before I purchased it, and yeah. it was that site said no you are below every requirement like just by a bit not by like this requires like this many gigs and you have one or something right right it right. was very close but it was like you're below requ- thing because mm-hmm. it's nvidia optimized i started it up running on like the normal stuff that the game starts with and it's perfectly like 60 frames a second no drop okay alien okay. isolation i can run technically and it get i lose frames every now and then Mm, okay so i'm gonna say evil within might not be nvidia okay because it still feels kind of choppy in some spots okay but i don't i'm not sure that might just be my pc i can't tell at this point anymore because my pc is in that weird area where there's games coming out that are way too powerful for it because next gen but yeah, there's also yeah. games coming out that it's way too powerful for because they're kind of in that middle ground. So we're stuck in a weird limbo with my PC specs right now. Did you ever end up going back to Watch Dogs and finishing that up or nah? No, it's not because I didn't like Watch Dogs so much as I don't generally play that genre a whole lot. Open world games are, get boring to me real quick. Okay. So it's just more of a fact. I don't like running around this world that feels lifeless and then getting a mission and then having to drive across the world again. Like, that's not fun to me at all. Okay. Uh, So that's a trio of new games. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about old TV shows. I, I don't know. Well, I was going to talk about Video Games the Movie because that seemed to tie it a little bit better. A little bit better, so I'm sorry for picking up the torch on that. Video games, specific, the movie. Specifically because you said you have a few questions for me. Yeah. Should I, yeah. like, explain what video games the movie is, maybe? Absol- absolutely. What What is this movie? 
Video games, the movie is that thing that Jeremy Sneed or whatever made with help of uh, with uh, Zach Braff. Okay. And that Zach Braff was uh, trying to pimp that Kickstarter for that everybody's like, dude, you're Zach Braff. Shut the fuck up and just pay the money to make a documentary about video games. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, that's like he, he was getting shouted at for his like fiction film too, which I can't remember the name of right now. Yeah. But he funded yeah. a movie on Kickstarter as well. But yeah, okay. So either way, Zach Braff, through some mm. means, funded a documentary about video games. Does he narrate it or what happened? Sean Astin, Samwise Gamgee narrates it, and he is a fucking terrible voiceover voice. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it sounds like Rudy's just talking to me about video games. It's fucking terrible. Okay. But... I will say that's not the biggest problem I have with it. The biggest problem I have with it, it is essentially if you were to Google video game fun trivia or facts and then like get this giant list of talking points about the history of video games that we already know because this is kind of in our like playground. This is what we do. Talk about video games. Okay. It's super boring. Oh, man. Okay. So they talk about the Atari crash. They talk about the... E.T. cards getting buried in the desert. They do. They talk about the rise of Nintendo and Donkey Kong. Yep. Yes. Uh, there's probably... Like, how far back... Is there, like, Nolan Bushnell and Chuck E. Cheese? Yes. Okay. Do they Not bring Chuck up Chuck E. Cheese? Cheese? Okay. They bring I up mean, Space Wars. Okay. Uh, Pong has to be, like, the starting point, right? Yeah. How far... Well, or, like... The technical starting point is Space Wars. Space Wars, right. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, but the first thing they talk about in the whole film is Pong. Okay, okay. And, oh, by the way, every like point you've hit right now where I'm like, yep, they mm-hmm. specifically have a whole section based on every point you're but talking about. But do they like dig way more into that? Like, is it like, oh no. man, I never knew that about that. That's crazy. No, it is literally what you would read on Wikipedia if you typed in E.T. Atari carts. Okay. Uh, do they talk about... Um, like the early days of Nintendo when they were like a card company? No, they don't. Do they talk about the early days of Sega when they were kind of like service games and like weird mechanical pinball shit kind of stuff? Like that that sonar, like there's like a submarine game and all that kind of stuff. Basically console wars, dude. No, they barely actually talk about Sega at all. Okay. Barely. See, there's a documentary based on this coming out, and I'm keen about that, because it's, like, focused on two things, this company and this company. But, I don't know. How long is this movie? How thorough could this movie An possibly be? An hour and 40 minutes. Okay. Do they bring it right up to, like, Dota? Like, what are we talking about they now? Bring, they don't talk... They barely talk about PC games. The most they talk about a PC game is Doom. And then even after that... There's a lot of weird, like, five minutes just compilation of video game footage from eras put together as, like, splitting up, like, each section with mm-hmm. music over, like, played over it. So, it's not even an hour and 40 minutes of people talking video games. It's maybe an hour and 10 minutes with half an hour worth of, like, a montages bunch of... Montages. Montages. That's all it is. A video mm-hmm. game footage. Is there interviews? Like, oh, dude... It's, you know, here's Shiguru, Miyamoto, he's talking. Yeah, oh, no. They did, get, over here. they did get Reggie. Hideo Kojima is in it, yes. 
Okay, okay. Uh, See if you can name any other people. I will. There's one specific that you know is in here for sure. Gabe Newell? No, Cliff Blazinski, because he's in all of this shit. Oh, okay. Talking about Jazz Jackrabbit? No. This is the thing, is that the people they get, like, they have uh, some of the people that worked on Borderlands and, like, all this other... They're not talking about the games they even built or anything to do with that part. They are talking about just, like, what they played growing up and stuff. Like, Mm. it's really fucking weird. Okay. And, like, Zach Braff has a bunch of parts where he's just talking about, like, how cool he thinks video games are. It's the biggest fucking... Oh my god, it's annoying. They have Chris Hardwick and Allison Hayslip, like random podcasters and G4 TV personnel. Yeah. Like they're the thing is they're not even going for video game alumni. They're not like Reggie and Hideo Kojima are like the biggest ones. But I mean like like is this movie like just supposed to be kind of like a big pep rally for people who like video games already? Or is this no. like, here's a crash no. course if you know nothing about what's going on. This will be like some base-level info just to get you up to speed or something. Like It's like, Pong, what's that? All right, rather than explain everything, here, watch this 100-minute thing, and then we'll start talking. Like, it'll I, it'll be a spark starting it point. It's, okay. You, you know what it's the equivalent to is, like, a coffee table book? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, a movie. Oh, okay. Speaking of coffee table books that just kind of sell you short. I really like Weird Al, but this this book is that of just like, oh, these are all those factoids I read over the course of just liking Weird Al for a long time. Like, it's just like Wikipedia snippets. Like, yeah, he got in a big fight with Coolio. It's like, I know that. Like, it's so it's that kind of surface level information of just like, if you've been paying attention, you would know this. Like, Dr. Demento's radio show. Well, yeah, obviously. That equivalent? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But Weird Al analogies. Because just for I will tell you how you do a coffee book right. Yeah. Is I have it right here. Is you do it two ways. One of two ways. And both examples are actually right beside me. The art of Blizzard Entertainment, which is literally just a bunch of like sketches and stuff like concept art, finished art and like backgrounds like, the paintings they do before they, like, render something as, as a background and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's how you do just, like, the visual, like, orgy, like, brain orgy of, like, amazing visual stuff where you just, like, flip through it and look at the pretty pictures. Mm-hmm. Maybe with, like, a little tidbit of information here or there about it. The other side is Hyrule Historia, where you go so in-depth about something that it is a fun read. <laughs> where I, I don't know like, that... I, I didn't get pulled in a... Historia, it it seemed kind of not behind the scenes, just lore, right? Yeah. So it's like it's like it's still behind a veil of just like, well, how did you come up with this whole thing with this thing? No insight at all into that. It's just like there's the three fairies. It's not called Legend of Zelda Development Log. It's called Hyrule Historia. (laughs) It's about the lore of Hyrule. Right, whereas I want thick barrels of facts. There know? there are those, too. They're usually called encyclopedias or textbooks. <laughs> That's what I want, but I want them made into entertainment. We've that, them... honestly, Tell me a yes. tale. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, uh, that would be cool. I agree with you. 
uh, console wars in stores now uh, does does just that. So mm-hmm. I like it. I actually liked what it it it's corny sometimes how it narrativizes history, but it makes it so much easier. Like it's like put that pill in a steak, man, and it's like I did. There you go. That that's a trick. It works on dogs. Works on me. Put all the video game trivia into a narrative structure, and then I can ingest it so much more greedily as opposed to just reading facts. Also, which I I've done really too. Cool but... that the dude that wrote that book is super just like talkative on Twitter to people that talk want to talk to him. Yeah, I oh, think yeah. that's cool. So, I don't know. Also, okay, how do you feel about Zach Braff in general? Because I, I never really want. Okay. I didn't watch Scrubs really. Like, I've never really seen it. I thought Garden State, like, by the bad. time I finally saw it, it was, like, talked up so much. I was just like, all right, it's like a romantic comic. I don't get like, why I that was talked up it. since it was boring. I didn't, it was I didn't get much out of it. boring and fuck it. It was so, garbage. So his kind of involvement isn't, isn't really a big plus for me. But, yeah, uh, no, his involvement and stuff is usually like a, I'm probably should stay away from this because fuck that guy thing for me. The kiss of death is what they call it. Kind of. Yeah. Just because it's not even because he makes things like aggressively bad just be with his presence or something. Mm-hmm. It's because people seem to care about him so fervently for no fucking reason that I don't want to ever like something that he's done just by like complete coincidence. Because I don't understand why people like Scrubs. I've seen an episode of it. It's stupid. It's not funny. It's boring. Like, I can't stand him in it specifically, but I can't stand any of them in it, honestly, really. I've seen I like Garden John State. C. McGinley, generally, I guess. He showed up in, like, a lot of Oliver Stone movies, right? But, okay, okay. I, I, I know what you mean. But I haven't watched it much, so I can't really say. But I'm not inclined to, either. It, it just didn't seem like something I would especially get into. Um, but whatever, okay, so documentaries, video games, surface level, not exactly satisfying. What was that one you did like a lot, though? Wasn't there a Dota documentary that you thought was pretty pretty cool? Yeah, free to play. Okay, and that's free to watch it, as well on the internet. It is, you still watch it, is free it. To, it. Well, it's technically free to play as well because you push play on it, right? I guess so. But um, the reason I like that is because they did this. It's the same reason I liked Indie Game, the movie, and uh, Fistful of Quarters, King of Mm Kong. Because the video game isn't the, like, star of it. It's the stories of the people that have been enthralled with it. Like Okay. with, With Indie Game, the movie, it's the people behind the games that have just become, like, addicted to this creation and, like, the following them creating what? like wouldn't video games the movie just be kind of like hey people like video games here's some people who like video games like wouldn't it kind of be that too or is it just like here's a list no, of video be- games <laughs> like it's yeah. not okay yeah, no because it's not focused at all it's not about the people behind the eras they're talking about it's like zach braff talking about super nintendo or something like i don't fucking care mm-hmm. this is like this is stuff that podcasters do all the time why are you making a movie about this shit it's ridiculous mm. or like there's like some insight here and there from like it would have been nice if they just got Miyamoto or Newell or like people more people of the industry and not like Will Wheaton 
Oh, I was like, Will Wright is a big... Oh, Will Wheaton. <laughs> like, they right. have Peter Molyneux in there, and he still does the Peter Molyneux pretentious, like, I can't... If I ever got to talk about video games to this guy, I wouldn't, because I wouldn't understand what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just going too deep with it. They have Hideo Kojima, who speaks Japanese, so you he's not actually talk Like, he's talking... But there's like a voiceover of somebody being like, oh, I think video games are really great or something. <laughs> like, they didn't even subtitle it. It's like dubbed. No. no. Yeah, it's dubbed. <laughs> That's all right. Well, with a voiceover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and even like Randy Pitchford and stuff, they're not talking about like Gearbox games or like the problems they had developing a well-known beloved. Or like type how I got 90s. into the industry or like no, us getting talking... that Half-Life mo- like you know opposing force no. deal. Okay. No. Yeah. It's really dumb. It's really dumb. It is the biggest waste of fucking time I think on Netflix, which is saying a lot because BoJack Horseman's on there. God damn it, that show! I couldn't even get through an episode, and it's just I'm bailing out. This is terrible. And How far did you get in that first episode? 20 minutes. So it was almost over. And just to spite it, I was like, let's just stop watching. Like, we haven't laughed once. Let's just turn it off and never finish it. It's and that'll tell bad. Netflix that we didn't like what we saw. Can I tell you like, how that episode ends? Because I finished it. Okay. Like, is this something crazy happen? Like, what? What happens? Like, what part did you see up to where he's... Could he met that other be... girl at the party. Yeah, and then we turned it off. Writer. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so she becomes his ghostwriter. She agrees to it. End of show. Oh, amazing! That's, that's so great. This character, I don't want to watch. That show anymore. is fucking trash. Anybody <laughs> who likes it is functionally retarded. Like, like you people, don't people say after episode six. It gets better, and that's where I counter with, why did you watch the first six then? Like, yeah, you got six warnings before you. What are you doing? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, questions. You know, burning barrel or whatever. You can write us in. Tell us why you like BoJack Horseman. Uh, explain at burningbarrel.co. Yeah. Uh, just all all the all. You know, hey, if you're like, hey, Paul F. Tompkins is in. It's like I know, and he's funny, but. His character isn't in this. It's he's a good comedian outside of all of this. It makes me wonder if Will Arnett was ever funny. But you know what? I don't That's know. That's a good question. Let's. I'm just going to quickly reacquaint myself with more that he's done. The than... brother Solomon. Uh, I mean, he's in Hot Rod. He's kind of the loud, arrogant guy. Yeah, but, but he wasn't funny in that. Well, he's the loud. Ar- he just does that. I mean, the Blades of Glory. He's like the evil duo judge oh he was part of the duo that's amy polar and him are... oh yeah no he's just he's always just the asshole so yeah you're right he's never been funny in his life he's it's, just it's kind like, of been himself well, it's like a shtick and it it's just i don't know it's not it's not one of my favorites i'm so mad arrested development man why why do people like it so thank much? you I thought okay. Wait, I thought this is our like fourth Am- time we've come to this like agreement session, but we need to say it again because season four, I I don't want to watch it at all. Like we we stopped. We didn't even. Oh no! Finish I it. don't even know what you're talking about because I've watched a few episodes of season one. I was like, this is the worst thing on TV. Why do people like it? And I get shit all the time for it. Yeah. Because like 
people in my family loved it. There's like a friends of mine that have loved it. People on the internet, anytime I'm just like, you're wrong, this is bad. Just like mm-hmm. barrage me with the biggest hate. It's I don't weirdly, understand it. like it's dated itself so incredibly too, because so much of the story is contingent on Saddam Hussein and he's dead now. And that whole chapter yeah. of history is kind of unfortunate. Like it's just, it's like, you know, after South Park uncut or whatever, bigger, longer, they made more stuff, you know, like that's not the end of the whole that's thing. Not the I don't even, I don't even know what I'm getting at. I'm just trying to transition to South Park. Still funny. Uh, we started watching the new ones. Actually, There's I have two. Hit and yes. miss. A bit hit and miss here and there. Like it's like, hey, you're gonna finally like we... lay into Kickstarter stuff, but then mm-hmm. they just really love this Redskins joke, and I I don't know. It's it's not that funny, but I like that they're writing arcs now. You know, I don't. I don't. You like don't that. like that? Like it's I don't. I'm not against it, but. I don't like that they're trying. It feels like they're trying too hard to do it now, like to make they're... a thread, like to make continuity. Like, just referencing stuff that they did, like in the last episode or something, just a little bit. I don't know. Hmm. Every South Park episode to me was just like the cartoon, like funnies in the paper or something. Like I would read it one week, it would just be this stupid little thing. It was done. The next week, right. something different or whatever. But they, like, they have such cool, like, multi-episodes, you know, like Imagination Land or, like, the Console Wars thing with, like, Cartman going into the future and all that yeah. stuff. Like, they've done multi-episode things before, or, like, I guess most recently the stuff that led into the video game, like the big Game of Thrones thing, uh, that also the video game. Maybe it's, like, that stuff primed me for more consistency or something. Because, like, three episodes plus an entire video game that all are consistent and rem- know about other stuff. And then it's mm-hmm. like, hey, let's try that for the season. And then they're doing that. I mean, I don't like lore to never have. So that they're leaning on that stuff really heavy and, you know, getting her involved, saying she's great, that kind of stuff. Makes me feel bad that I don't like it, maybe. But mm-hmm. I don't. And I don't I, know why. I don't ever... I don't ever think about Lord at all. Even when it's so. playing in the warehouse and you hear it and you're trying to work? No. I okay. don't. I ignore everything that happens at work because I would kill myself if I didn't. If you paid too much attention. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay, so you don't like it. Sorry, I just kind of kept going there. What is it about the new season? Like, what are your thoughts thus far? We've seen the first three. It, each episode feels too unfocused. Like, the before, it felt like they would go for something and they would hit it mm-hmm. hard. Now, from the few I've seen, it doesn't have the same feel that way at all. It feel, They each feel more, like, almost solemn, like sad or something, which I really? don't like in my South Park. I don't I'm know. Sure. It's really weird. What was the What was the first one of the season... Oh no, I got I guess I could almost like I think you could basically summarize each episode in like a sentence. It's like there's the one about gluten, there's the one about transgender stuff, and then there's the one about Kickstarter. Like they're pretty focused. They have a topic that everything mm-hmm. kind of comes out of, right? But Yeah, but they're all about like things that are supposed to be sad or something. Like gluten destroys the world in that episode. 
So but it's like a like, absurd, over the top crisis for South Park. But it doesn't it's do like it old funny. people driving or something. It doesn't you know? do it funny though at all. Like Dick Rockets, that's that's their joke. That's the joke they went with. <laughs> like that's fine, but it's that's for, their like it's it's a really dumb joke but it's south park it's a south park well joke. it's like they had the running gag in the walmart one where it's just like people shit their pants when they die and they're just like okay that's gonna happen like four times in this episode now and yeah. like yeah and this is like oh i heard if you have too much gluten your dick flies off and then they just do that a bunch of times and that's that's the joke and they go to papa john's and yeah gluten and diet like crazes one of them had like sad like violin music in like a lot of the parts because that's what i remember the most about watching them i only watched them two days ago but i i love some of this like it wasn't i guess none of those moments are the ones well randy crying and like yelling from the papa john's while like his son's trying to ask him for no, a simple question that's funny yeah yeah like and they've done that before. Like one of my favorites where they play it really serious and that's the joke is the lice trying to escape. And it's like a disaster movie, but they're like running from like the ocean of anti lice shampoo or whatever. And there's like do you remember? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just super dramatic music and like heavy tones and like sad and serious, like, oh no, my wife died and all this, but it's lice, so it's just stupid. Like, yeah, that's I don't know. I note they can do quite well, but none none of the three I've seen have been like, oh, that's my favorite episode of all time. It's just like that's topical shit. Gluten, transgender it's... stuff. We see people complain about that on Facebook all the time. Cool. Just have like some sort of comedic light take Wait. on it. Wait, you see people actually complain about that on Facebook all the time, dude. Like just Ooh. gender, gender identity stuff. Uh, Kind of Britney's friends. <laughs> Are they transgender? Been, uh, one, yeah. Okay, okay. That makes sense, then. I yeah. guess I don't have any transgender people on my Facebook, so I never see it, ever. But just kind of that kind of militant attitude that Cartman affects to get his way it was pretty on point, I guess, with some of the stuff we see. <laughs> okay. Of just, like... Like, basically, like, how you hear... Like, I didn't know the term cis was a thing at all. And now it's like, oh, that's the label they, like, they, sorry, people out there use for my demographic. Okay. Smooth, nothing, not trying to say anything at all about anything at all. Let's just move on. It's too, it's a hot potato. And I like that too. Because uh, Mr. Garrison says, oh, you don't want to even talk about this. Don't even do it. And that conversation was, like, pretty true as well. Of just, like, you can't even, you're not even allowed to use pronouns or say anything about anything. Or you will insult somebody. So stop what you're doing. Like, that kind of attitude of just, don't, just give him what he wants. Don't even, like, I, I thought that You know what? I think this is a good time to see what side of the fence you're on for Gamergate. Oh wow! Okay, uh, we like, talked wow, about this. We were the yard in yeah. between. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm still having my barbecue. In fact, today I was having a pizza party, and that I was kind of wanted to talk about what today was like. Uh, okay. Today was a day that was allowed to be just like an old-fashioned, like 18 years old weekend of just Nobody I had home. video games. 
Yeah. I have pizza. All right. And that was it. That like I got a plan. I have plans tonight. And it involves pizza and as many hours of video games as I can cram in there. And it was nice to do that again. It's been a while. So, yes. Uh, But, okay, Gamergate. I mean... How do you feel about the fact that there's actually, like, sides now? Because before it was Gamergate versus, like, anybody who wasn't. And now it's, like... Gamergate versus actual like anti people that are saying like stop Gamergate is the new hashtag or whatever. Like mm-hmm. there are people just going full militant on the other side now. Well, that's so the, the thing. trenches like, are dug. Well, there's people who are like extremely militant, like pro feminism kind of, and like I don't even just the most pure, simple version of these terms is all we're talking about. Like I don't know what you know, gradations are there that people are dividing into or whatever. But like for a while, there was definitely the side that was reacting to what Gamergate was doing first and most immediately would have been like militant people looking for a fight on the other side. Right. Of just like, Oh, these misogynist assholes are doing this shit. Let's fight, 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 fight. And now it's starting to get to a point where it's like, it's been so many months that like kind of level headed middle road people are just kind of like, I just don't like that there's war raging at all. Can we just not? Can we just? Can we just not? Like that seems to be kind of the chiming in of just I, like I don't want you to get mad at people. I don't want you to get mad at people either. Stop it. Like that seems to be the stuff I've been seeing. Like, like it seems like sites are starting to post their official statements. Like Giant Bomb is the one I pay attention to. They posted a blog about it. I this morning. I don't remember who it was. It was it was some gaming website got retweeted at me or something, and they made their official statement on it and whatever. Like it's like it seems like it has gone on so long that you need to acknowledge it now. Seems to be the point that happened this this past ten days or something, where everyone's making a stance or something, and I mean, I guess I generally just agree with the why why is this becoming such a big argument thing but like i mean i'm just i'm just seeing forum posts and stuff right and someone had a kind of sagent point in the giant bomb just kind of community that i thought was kind of like a point of distinction maybe worth making of just a statistic that gets thrown around a lot is that hey like there's just as many female gamers as male gamers why are we dividing the like why why are these games being catered to this demographic and not this other one when it's even keel that i'm i'm curious if there are more specific statistics as to which games are being played by whom because if you're going to start lumping in well they play games it's like well what do you mean like did they play shadows of mordor and alien isolation last week no they played, like, you know, not to be that old-fashioned folk of, like, hardcore Angry versus Birds casual. And Farmville. Yeah, or, like, I, I, just to personal sphere, I guess. Like, Brittany has played big RPGs and stuff in the past, but a lot of times she's playing phone games, like Phoenix Wright, or there was a Hello Kitty, like, Village Manager game, and she was playing that. And it's like, that's a game, that's a, vi- that's a video game, Phoenix Wright, that's a video game, Ghost Trick, and whatever... But that's like smaller scale, five, ten dollar purchases on a 
phone versus mm. like between us we were buying like 60 like 6649 for evil within or something like sure i don't know is that like male protagonist there are sexy ladies and crazy monsters like is it like kind of catered to i haven't seen the sexy later part ladies part yeah really but it, it's a dude right you play as dude you're shooting yeah. shit there's violence like it's you're playing you as could, a white dude even yeah you, you could say it plays to the broad base of just male gamer typical stuff or like you know yeah. You don't get a choice in Shadow Mortar. You're not playing, like, a character you create. You're playing this dude. And his wife is killed. Not, like, her husband is killed or whatever. So, you know, add that to the montage of just sexist-ass video games. It's like, yeah, but it's really big budget. Like, we wanted to sell a lot of copies. Like, it's like, if you go back to Tolkien stuff, too, you can make, like, a, you know, ah, that's how it always was. There's always a male hero. What do you mean? Like, you know if if you want to but mm. I, like but hey alien isolation i'm playing as a lady so amanda ripley she's she's a female protagonist she talks a lot she does stuff she knows mechanics and hacking shit she's cool like what her to the mom club. is long regarded as like the coolest one of the first female really strong action heroes yeah. yeah so i mean i i've played both sides of it today like I, I don't know if it's like, hey, if you're a lady, you should play Alien Isolation over this other game. Like, they're totally different things. If you want to stab orcs, go stab orcs. Like, doesn't matter. Yeah. But I guess, it, is there specific gender-based data of just like, well, actually, like, if you look at it, more more dudes buy this game anyway. Like, that it's true. Like, we need Probably. $60. So that's who we're selling to. Like, I know, I, I personally know a couple exceptions of people who just like video games. But, like, you know, on either side, but side of the gender divide that we're still talking about. I don't know. It, what side are you on, Paul? I'm just going to throw throw the... I got this hot potato, and I'm just going to throw it in the sky. And, Paul, look out. There's a potato coming at you. What, what are you going to do? I promise I would never talk about it again, so not doing that. Oh, you trapped me. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, Do you know who Nero is? The Destructoid guy, right? Well, yes, but I'm talking about at Nero. N-E-R-O, not N-I-E-R-O. Oh, no idea. His name is a part... His name's apparently like Milo Yanopoulos or something. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know who he was either. It seemed like just a dude that talks about, like, or talked about business or something. And he's, like, one of the lead guys for Gamergate. Like, always causing shit and, like, trying to call people out and just being, like, super, like, biased. And whenever he chats with people on the other side and trying to get them to, like just say inflammatory stuff so he can like flame them later and just he's been basically using gamergate as like his personal hate campaign Hmm. and super gross the reason i bring it up is because apparently back in 2013 there's like a screen capture tweet and he said specifically on twitter few things are more embarrassing than grown men getting overexcited about video games so it's just like okay He's just, like, straight up one of these people using, like, a bunch of angry people as his personal platform for views and for people to, like, just side with him. Video games. 
it's so weird. Uh, I don't know. The reason I bring him up is because he's kind of a piece of shit, but like a lot of the people left that use the Gamergate hashtag are kind of pieces of shit now because everybody like, else. The thing that's is, the thing though. If we say that, are we gonna like? Oh no, the hate campaign. It's gonna. I'm gonna get so many shitty emails, and they're gonna know where I live. And I don't know. Who cares? Like, <laughs> it it is actually incredibly easy to find out where I live, and that's yeah. not an invitation at all. But it's just <laughs> the internet exists, and I don't know how you want to hide from it. Like it's just it's hard. It's it's not like I don't know. I don't internet particularly want to hide from it. Yeah, but I mean the what I meant by what I said just now is that. Like you were saying, most people on the side of rationality, on whichever mm-hmm. side they originally associated with, are just kind of in the middle now, and all that's left are the militant people, I think. So anybody right. still using hashtag Gamergate are people trying to like further their platform or like get a bigger microphone so they could see if they could get like views or followers, and the other side is probably doing the same, where the people that that's, used to use Gamergate... yeah. The people that used to use it as, like, a platform to maybe try to talk about stuff are now even just like, whoa, this is getting really fucked. Like, fuck this. Okay, like, that that's where I've gotten a little, like, miffed by a lot of stuff lately is, like, I am now seeing people outside of my super nerdy video game internet circle talking about yeah. Anita Sarkeesian. And that's so weird to me. It's just like... Like, who? like family members? Really, it's, like, former, like, atheist club members from my university. Okay. Who, like, ah, uh, They're the eating most, this shit up. Like, they were, they were already people who are, like, very keen on social issues and reposting all sorts of blog posts and, like, you know, hey, here's some, like, forward-thinking progressive shit. And you're just like... All right, I, I, how many times do you need to tell me not to go beat up people or whatever? Like, he's like, hey, d- d- don't go sexually assaulting people. And you're just like, okay, no, seriously, don't. Oh, okay, I have like a panel of experts that just told us not to. It's, I don't need that. I'm not going to go commit crimes. Why are you telling me this over and over? And it's just like, hey, there's a video game person who's getting harassed. I'm going to champion this now. And you're just like, like you were just saying, people using this to blow up their platform, like Anita Sarkeesian speech, you know, invitations, getting on the news all the time, interviews and whatever. Like she is using this so well that it's of like, course. oh, I got threatened, and it's just like, yes, but good, good for you. You're a martyr now. That's incredible. Good job. Like I guess yeah. I don't know. In in the game of just we want attention, it's it's so clear when you see it happening. I I don't. I don't even know what's like, being done exactly. The only it's thing just... that Anita Sarkeesian could do at this point to make herself even bigger in her platform than she is, is to mm-hmm. die. That's terrible. That's terrible. It's true. I told, Did I ever talk about my nightmare on here? Did that happen? No. No. I had a freaky-ass Zoe Quinn nightmare <laughs> that fucking scared me to death. I got, like, this premonition thing of just, like, <laughs> reading about her being killed on Twitter, and it, it seemed so plausible at the time. I was like, oh, God. Like, video games just murdered someone. want to explain someone. in great detail what the dream was? Well, it was, it was I like... I think people would love to hear this. 
all it was was just going to sleep, having <laughs> just like read Twitter and stuff a bunch, and then it's like, all right, let's go to sleep. And then the dream was just me checking Twitter, and yeah. then it was like a shitty kind of like mo like okay. It kind of stems from crappy video quality I just saw in the movie Lost Highway. So, yeah. like, low-res crappy picture of just Zoe Quinn, like, headline of just, like, she's dead. And, like, the it was, like, enhanced reality thing, though, of just massive, ominous music spike hit in reality in my mind. <laughs> so it was just, like, I'm going insane. Like, it was just this, like refresh tweet i was like <gasps> so yeah i got i got really really freaked out at like what the freaky point. part about that is right what is that the day after you had that premonition she got doxxed publicly and i even i know where she lives now oh i like, didn't okay it went like i don't know how it it started on 8chan and then okay. people just like through twitter or retweeting or something just like posted it, so a whole shitload of people just randomly know where she lives and like where uh, what her phone number is and shit like that. So it's like, really that's, weird. That's 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 weird in the context of like why would anyone do anything mean with that information over what has happened? Like it's so innocuous and like a, a bad breakup happened and it involved video games sort of and then it just became this weird flashpoint for this thing and it didn't even involve video games though well she's a developer and some of the people she was having sex with are also game developers so game press but is I mean, implicated that's, and that's just uh social people. circles like people yeah, it's looking just like, at like a steel mill will probably right. have sex with people working in steel production giant steel mill like scandal steel it's just like I guess because it's, like, such a hot, like, industry right now, eyes on, like, it is the new kid on the entertainment block or something, there's more, like, that there's a scandal. Like, when this started, I was just like, oh, wow, this is video games' first steamy sex scandal. Like, you know, sure. celebrities back in the 40s of just like, oh, someone's sleeping with Catherine Hepburn. It's just like, okay, like, sure. some rag in L.A. or something. But now it's just Tumblr and... Some group decided to get really, really fired up about it, and then the other group, and here we are two and a half months later talking about it. Instead of cool-ass video games, which is all I really, like, it's like, this is such a laid-back industry, usually, that for this, like, no, we need to be serious, is just kind of, I guess so, but how serious can you be about some of this stuff? Like, some of it's really dumb. Some of it's more yeah. intense. Like, there are things to be asked, and, like, I'm not saying... Why scrutinize at all? Like, it's like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying scrutiny is boring. That's kind of what I'm saying. It's just like, those Sarkeesian videos kind of boring. Like, they're kind of long and kind of puffed up mm -hmm. hot air. Like, it's just like, they're yeah, video talking games about half the sexes. side, too. Uh, well, yeah, it's not a Which debate. It's a it's a lecture. It's a one-sided dictation. Right. right. And I watched a couple of them, and like they're reasonably well edited and everything. It's just like, yeah, I guess you're saving princesses a lot. Anyway, this dungeon is designed really well. It flips upside down, and then there's things in it. It's just like, no one cares about that in this conversation. Yeah. Like, it's just like, I you can, do you like games, or do you like stories that, like, what do you want? Like, what is it you would prefer? And 
Like more money. some of that exists. I guess money. right. Uh, what I'd prefer is a couple more million views on my video. Get some of that ad revenue. That's what I'd like. So, uh, what is a hot button right now? That that's what I'm looking for. To be fair, she mm. has done this. Like her women in games or whatever tropes in games or something. Yeah. That is just a video game section. Her channel has always been focused on media feminist qualms. Like there's right. stuff about her talking about Game of Thrones and movies and like stuff like that. So she's always that channel has always she's, been that. She's just right. added video games now. So that that it's like poke this one and it turns out it was kind of a hornet's nest is just kind of like there are that's the thing. I guess there's people kind of getting really negative perceptions of what it is to be a gamer from all of mm. this. Like, oh, gamers are immature, hot-headed, angry people at on mass, as you can see, because there's so many people yelling about but this. Aren't they? Yeah. Like, because like, <laughs> like Because I, Lauren, she likes Tomb Raider and she got hate mail because of it. Mm-hmm. Like Yeah, yeah. Like, I people don't... getting <sighs> so mad if a game gets a 9 instead of a 10, or an 8.8 instead of a 9, or, yeah. like, that kind of, like, that kind of weird, incredible personal attachment to things that happen, and I don't know, I've, I've been trying to kind of think through reasons as to why games are different from other stuff, and we've, we've talked about this kind of... Over like, burgers? yeah. That guacamole punched me in the stomach, but I think the <laughs> the general point was still like comparing games to places you go or vacations and experiences you have more so than a movie you watch or a book you read because they're like it's not the narrative component of it, it's the activity component of it. It's like it's so much more open and multifaceted that it has more in common to I went to this weird town than I watched Basic Instinct on Netflix, for example. Like, it's like, that's a terrible example because I can't find, like, a steamy, erotic, noir thriller game. (laughs) Well, you, I guess you kind of can. Sure, even L.A. Noir or something, right? Like, it's like, you could watch a bunch of noir movies... But it's not quite the same as being able to walk around in 1940s Los Angeles. Like, there's something of just, like, this is surreal. Like, this is, like, I can actually walk down this street and see cars driving around and, like, go up this road and there's, like, a crash vehicle here and there's a crime scene and I can pick through stuff and find stuff. Like, it's, like, it's got more, like, experiential components to it. It's, like, you know, that I've been to Los Angeles in real life was enhanced by the fact I've been to it in virtual life. Like, I saw a, the exact same building and was like, oh, like, it was like a deja vu kind of, that's really cool. I've, I've sort of been here, but not really. Like, there's right. there's elements of that that are, I, I found more in common with that kind of thing. Which makes writing about a vacation is such a boring thing that isn't immediately relatable to people. So if you're going to, like, start criticizing, imagine people were criticizing how you spent your summer vacation. Like, you come back yeah. from summer vacation at school, and it's like, hey, what did you do this summer? Well, I went and saw a lot of movies. Uh, we went camping. Uh, we, oh, I, I, I bought this new... I bought this new 
book and I really liked it or something. Or it's like I bought I bought like a this big TV cabinet and we we set that up. Like we actually did buy a whole new entertainment center thing. It's like oh well, that's kind of boring. You should have done this. Like if someone just threw that back in your face, it's like this is my life you're talking about, bro. I I needed that. You don't know me. Like you get more kind of uppity because someone is like directly assaulting how you spent your time and how you spent your attention span and everything like it's like i spent 40 hours playing twilight princess if someone's going to be like oh that shit sucks at this point that would rile me up more than before i played it or if it's like i watched the same movie as somebody and they didn't like it it's like eh, it's like two hours like who cares you're not right you're not wrong but it's like no i chose to do this and kept doing it and I didn't yeah. do it for no reason. Like, don't tell me that. For There's me. some good stuff in here. Yeah. Like, yeah. So if, if you know, when you challenge someone's appreciation of a game, you you are challenging a bigger kind of part of their life than the average piece of media. Like, it's maybe more in common with a TV show in terms of time commitment. Like, it's just like, you shouldn't sure. even like Game of Thrones. And it's like, whoa, hey, bro, that stuff's great. It's, it's like it's honestly still more like a book. Like, I chose to spend, like, a day reading this book and, like, journeying through this thing. I guess, and, but... And then the, when the book stops, I, like, you could stop the book at any time. You don't get the rest of the story. It's pretty but, close. But because there's a dynamic nature to what you're doing and how you're experiencing it, it's still yours more than a, a book reading experience is. Like, you're supposed yeah. to read the book in sequence. You watch the TV show in sequence. Like, each episode follows the previous episode. Like, you're not going to have a different experience fundamentally than someone else who watched the same show or read the same book. Whereas it's like, you know, like, I that's I maybe why, like, I've related game experiences versus those other things in more detail because it's like more specific things happen. It's like, well, I like Skyward Sword too. But this really annoying thing happened in this one dungeon where I got lost and didn't see this thing and I kept running up this empty hallway over and over. Like, that's not something that everyone did when they played that game. So it's kind of my own frustration and I own it and it is mine. Like, it's like, well, if you play this part wrong, you will have this experience. And it's like, or like me dying over and over at this specific part in Alien Isolation that might not be a problem other people are running into, but that's the thing I'm having. Or, like, me not being, right? you know, adapting to the combat-heavy nature of Shadow of Mortar. It's just like, I just want to hang out in a pub. And it's like, well, you should play Skyrim. You should go there instead, because that's what you want, you know? Like, it's, it's not quite the same. So, I guess, yeah, that, that's kind of been a rationalization of just this kind of more fervent zealous thing or like man the mass effect ending stuff right like oh don't even start with me about that i want to start it because it's like the lost ending came and people went oh that was kind of shitty and other people went oh that was great and then a month later who cares no one ever Mm. said anything ever again like it like i'm sure there were but it wasn't like no we we gotta write the better business bureau we gotta tell Damon Lindelof and J.J. Abrams that they fucked up and they fucked us. They need to make it different. They need to reshoot that episode. Like, no one anywhere was going that crazy about it, right? Like, it's like, you need right. to reshoot the last episode. That, wh- it's not okay. Like, it's just like, settle down. S- stop it. 
that fervor wasn't there. People were committed for even longer. That show started before Mass Effect started. Like 2004 to yeah. 2010 or 11 versus 12, like 7 to 12, 11. It was like four or five years versus six or seven, whatever. Yeah. Point is, it's like because they did it, they felt like they, they're, you know activity was spent wrong or something like they felt so betrayed. what you're saying is gamers are fucking stupid really no i'm saying it's a different hobby and there's different it's it's different it's like tech techno cat is like well we didn't spend 60 bucks to watch lost <laughs> well you could have spent way more in theory that's the thing if you wanted to if get the box them. sets yeah right sure. so i don't know it's not it's not just a money versus output thing either. Like, you know, I could buy a game like that costs way less than another and it will be way more exciting. Or you buy a great game years later, but it doesn't matter. Like it's like, yeah. oh, I only paid twenty bucks for this, but man, this is great. I I would have paid full price for this or whatever. Like it doesn't really totally set up your expectations or solely based on that. That's that's kinda of weird. <laughs> Like, yeah, and talking about financial commitments, like, a vacation is ex- very expensive. Like, that's that's kind of a thing you might put more, ir- like, irritation in if something goes wrong. Of just, like, oh, my flight was late, and then I got there, and they didn't have my hotel booking right, and I ended up sleeping on, in a bus terminal. Like, that would be the worst shit ever, and you would you would earn the right to be upset about it by your that investment. like your trip to E3. Financially. I slept on a floor, but yeah, that hostel was also terrible the night before. Well, it's a hostel. I'd never been in one before. Hostels are terrible. They're just like are shitty they? bunk beds in mm. like with just rotating cast of characters and like mm. I'm gonna hold on to my bag and keep in my bed just because I'm I don't trust any of these fuckers. This is a weird part of Los Angeles. Uh yeah. Los Angeles, man. Oh, dude. Okay, whatever. Just let's get away from it, whatever. Let's talk about Reddit bullshit. Did you see the Scientologists like bullying people video that no. was like front page? No. I had no idea this was part of their kind of social structure kind of tactic or whatever, but it is super weird and I was not like I would be so intimidated and uncomfortable if this ever happened. So like, what did they do? Well, basically just because I was just talking about being in Los Angeles. Imagine you were just hanging out at the airport and three people just came up to you and they recognized you from you attending a service of theirs way before. And then they just get up in your face and just saying, you're nothing. You don't matter. No one cares that you left. Nobody. You're you're worthless. And it's just like, what? Like, And just three adult, like 50-year-old people just chastising you in public. It was so strange and unsettling. And it's just like, all right. And then in the comments, there's just other people linking other things. Like, this is just a thing that happens. If you're going to, like, poke at Scientologists, they're going to get up in your face and, like, coordinate, bully you with their words. And that they're adults is just so strange to me. It's like watching sixth graders, but they are way older and just so petty and mean for no Could reason. Could you bully them back and just be like, why don't you just go back to Xenon or something? Like, Well, these are like this... former members, right? So they're kind of... yeah. Like, their, their defense is basically like, I am recording you. Can you please stop? 
is all there and it's like yeah oh yeah hide behind your camera you worthless and it's just like this is so weird so i don't know it made the some scenes in the master ring true i guess that movie that's mm. sort of about the beginning of scientology but not really i've just kind of like philip seymour hoffman just intensely looking at joaquin phoenix and just asking him what he did wrong like that was almost part of like one of these it's just like what what crime did you commit and she's like what are you talking about what crime did you commit what like it's just like over and over just like accusing them of being a criminal and just like throwing it back at him over and over and over. it's like what do you i i'm not at all and then at some point the guy being challenged just responds like yeah i totally killed a guy i buried him yesterday what do you want like he's just like joking with them at some point and they're just like oh yeah real funny and just it was strange adult bullying it's it's a weird thing and there's video can we talk about the most important thing i found on reddit this week yeah okay and because of the game grumps loose thread going okay yeah reddit.com slash r slash 60 60 fps porn okay it's that like as you look it up (laughs) no no it's um People taking like normal like porn videos or whatever, and then putting them through a sequencer or something to make them sixty frames per second, so it looks like there's like someone holding the camera and like it's really weird. It's really like fluid motion and fast and yeah, because even like Hobbit is only forty eight frames, so sixty frame video is gotta look really weird. But okay, and that it's porn. That's it's even weird. better. Yeah. I gotta tell you, once you see it once, you'll it'll be hard to go back. Oh, it's what do you mean like crappy low res is no good anymore? You gotta get yeah. that sixty frames. <laughs> That's right. It's like hyper real. It's too real. Scary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, How so... do you feel about Kam- what's his name Hideki Kamiya? Who's that? Whatever the. The platinum dude that worked for Capcom did Devil May Cry and Beautiful Joe. Uh, I I like Beautiful Joe and Devil May Cry. Okay, I don't know. Like, how do you feel about the fact that he's like going crazy on Twitter? What's he saying on Twitter that's so crazy? Well, people are like asking him questions and he's calling them idiots. <laughs> like he's just being so mean to people. Like. <laughs> All right. Bayonetta 2's imminent release, he put yeah. out a few like public tweets saying, "Listen, I didn't do a whole lot in this game. This is really more of like this these people show over here, so tweet them and like at these people or whatever." Yeah. And then saying like stop giving stop talking to me about Bayonetta and shit like that cuz he didn't apparently have a lot to do on it. He just okay. kind of oversaw like some story elements and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And um he he has like this i can't remember what it's called i think it's just twit log or something mm-hmm. and it's basically just like a twitter rehash website that you can that has like a robust search engine and he's just telling people search your question here before asking me idiots will be blocked and then he'll just like the way he responds to people is through the retweet quotes though mm-hmm. so like instead of just a retweet it's just like what he says to the comment, RT, the person's name, and then what they said. So, like, a lot of it is just like 
somebody asking a question about like uh I don't know. It doesn't even matter. How are you so awesome was one. And he's been linking them to other people asking. So there's just like this chain of like 500 questions. There's like, if you want the answer, click through every single person that's like asked me this. like just to prove like this is why I'm doing this because you fuckers are all asking the same shit all the time. And he's just oh, like no. randomly blocking huh. people, telling people to like fuck off and that like they're worthless and stuff like it's so weird but i kind of love it because it made me realize (laughs) it made me realize that like a lot of these developers for games i love from japan speak Mm -hmm. in like kanji or like japanese characters all the time yeah so they are probably doing that as well on that side it's just that i can't understand their tweets because they're in a language i don't understand or speak Mm -hmm. so but they're probably saying similar stuff like that to them too i don't know it's great he's been oh, like other smart. japanese developers are probably also being super snarky with people like for all i know hideo kojima's just being like fuck off you whore or something to everybody but like i wouldn't know because i don't speak the language or see- read it <sighs> okay uh that is kind of a i don't know like reading reading a lot of comments and stuff like, in Reddit threads and whatever, like, it super bums me out when I see, like, my exact thought has already been encapsulated by another human, because that means I am not unique at all. So having that, like, reflected back at you directly of just, like, you're not original at all. This is, like, the this is the 98th person that has asked me this exact question. Ugh. Like, that kind of thing, getting thrown in your face is kind of weirdly disheartening, but maybe a lesson people need to learn. Like, that's one of the things we need to adjust to in the information age is, like, all of the information you possess is redundant. So try to make something or, I don't know, you need to strive to do something new. I don't even know what to do because everyone's already doing it. So we got to smash the machines. Wayward just posted an example in the chat just for anybody wondering. This is kind of how this goes. And this is why I can see them, because I'm not, like, looking at his profile and seeing what he's tweeting people. This is just, like, a tweet to him. So the original tweet is by, like, July Gis Van or whatever. Okay, then maybe you should link to Twilog in the first place instead. And his response is, I said, see my fucking profile, get lost. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I've, even today, I've, like, started running into, like, should I just, should we just not tweet anymore? Like, is there an alternative? Like, you and me? Yeah. Like, it's too short. Why can't I tweet? You could tweet, but, like, I'm, I just feel like I must be mischaracterizing literally everything I say. Because it's just too short. It's like, if someone just sees one, like, I couldn't even express a full thought about shadows of shadow of Mordor today before running out of space. And I was just like, I don't even like, this makes it sound like I hate everything that's happening, but I don't know. Like, or maybe it doesn't, it might not even encapsulate how mad I am right now. Like it's not conveying anything. It's like too curt. So it's Tumblr, but I've heard that's a nightmare too. Like, or have you heard of Yik Yak? What is that for? No, I have no idea. (laughs) Like, so why y- y-i-k-y-a-k yeah it's a new okay. social like app thing but it's like anonymous 
Share your thoughts and keep your privacy on Yik Yak. It's 200 character limit, which isn't that much better, obviously, but you're not talking to any... Like, it's not you. You're just saying random stuff to who your region, essentially. It's kind of useless, but I guess people at schools like it because you can kind of gossip without anyone knowing what's going on. So it's just that's like, creepy. man, that's this professor... I- yeah, yeah. I like but... the idea that you have to have a name or like something about you present if you're going to say anything, even if it's fake. There's I still so. some part of you there. But like, this is kind of cool. I'm reading the yikyakapp.com site and it yeah. has like some random things people have said. So like one is density is the real M slash V equals P. Oh, <laughs> That's the problem. All of the ones are basically just stupid-ass one-liners or, like, silly jokes. (laughs) Those are the ones that rise. Like, it's not like someone's going to have a conversation with, like, hey, Calgary, what's up on there? Like, it's just useless. People making fun of us just because, like, man, the yaks suck around here. I'm going back to the T-dot. And you're just like, okay, bye, random internet idiot. I think it's amazing that it's just, like, if you want better quality, like, tweets, essentially, you have to leave your area. (laughs) I guess there is that of just, like, you don't get to know what the world thinks. You just get to know what your world thinks. You can spy on other people's regions, but you can't talk to them. So it's, like, what are they saying at Harvard right now? You can see it, but you can't talk to them unless you go there. Okay, I just... I just put in my phone number into the Yik Yak thing. Okay. Welcome to the herd. Download the app and ride the yak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like I found out about this in a thread that was basically like, what are cool kids doing right now? And I was I have not heard about this. I feel like I am 10 years too old for this app, but I, I still wanted to get in and see what's going on. But So did but you see- actually get the app? Yeah, I've tw- I've I've yacked some stuff. See if you can guess which one's me. I don't know. Like, what is the game here? What is the point? But I don't know. I've said three things. One of them was about South Park. See if you can find it. Necronoma Gamer says, "Yik yak, it's really popular at my college. It's mostly people bitching at professors and talking about hookups." Okay, so that's, I could that's see the it. other use. I, like, that's the thing. I could see it at in a school context. University of Calgary isn't here. Like, isn't in it, which sucks. But What? Yeah, of just kind of, like, you know, uh, quietly complaining about stuff behind a teacher's back without any kind of commitment to it. Because you don't want to get in trouble or lose your grades, but you're just like, can we all agree this this is pretty terrible? Like, that kind of consensus can be quietly made. But... How do I find my I area? Know. Uh, oh man! If you're on the browser, I have no idea. No, I'm on uh, this now. The phone app. Okay, okay, I found the phone app was easy enough. You could just turn on locations or whatever. But the browser was asking for like coordinates, and oh, I, I have to turn on location. Okay. But it was super vague about it. I didn't even know how they wanted me to enter where I was in the world. Like I tried putting in my postal code and stuff. It's like no. I was like, what about? Like I went, I went to a map site and was trying to figure out how to input oh, that. Oh, top and yaks in my area. Yeah. 
Let's see I don't know who this on. Mick Peeper is, but it's kind of creeping me out. Oh, like someone actually put a name on theirs? I guess you Four can do days that. ago, anyone out there? Three replies. Ooh. Oh my God! Hello. He's yes. I wonder if because we're in different neighborhoods, we'll have different stuff. I don't know. Number you... one right now for me is family functions more like family drunctions. Am I right? Get me a shot. Eighteen up yaks or whatever the hell they call them. Anyone in the Northeast, man, the Northeast is dead. Who is down for some morning street racing in the Northeast? Where the fuck is University of Calgary? The only threesome I like is my pillow, my bed, and my blanket. How do I use this? Too much Dragon Ball Z abridged and Heroes of the Storm must sleep. Spending all night to finish, or spending an all-nighter to finish a project. Fifth coffee to go. Happy mm-hmm. Thanksgiving to y'all that are reading this. That was a week ago. I saw I'm that naked. one. <laughs> you can't I did not see embarrassing. that one. Yeah. I, I see this that too much Nine TV hours ago, man, the Northeast is dead. What? This news? Nine, nine hours ago, somebody was like, man, Northeast is dead because nobody was posting in my area. Oh, oh yeah, by the way, that. Internet, I live in the Northeast. I of, guess. Of Calgary, yeah. I'm in the Southeast. So it's close, but not quite. So we're getting some crossover. Mm-hmm. Wick's grad prank was the worst of all time. <laughs> Yuck! That's what's that's the that's the, that's the thing that's happening. I'm excited uh, to see what comes up at work, like all the airport people. Oh my god! <laughs> if if people are using it, sure. Just seeing quiet complaining at work. Yeah. Hey, it's an outlet for something. Because I do hey, feel self-conscious. I could use it at work. What? I could use it at work. We I could use it at work. We'll, qui- we'll have like a quiet little chat happening. Just like, Weird. Oh, I bet that was, I know who that we was. We could technically just use Twitter because they don't follow us. So They don't, Although... but they always could. I'm worried that like they could find explicit complaints should a search term be entered or something, right? So, I like your name. Well, my name, but I guess yeah. Once they find, I'm gonna my Google name, your name right now. Oh no! <laughs> your LinkedIn, Facebook, and review of Super Wait, Mario: is... How Nintendo Conquered America comes up. Oh weird. Feeds. Okay. That's that's a thing I did. That okay. Wait, is my LinkedIn like public? Because literally anyone could know how my where I work right now. Like it's like one click away. <laughs> like that's I, all you need. The problem yes. is I wouldn't be able to tell because I follow you. That's right. So like we we're to... linked. We're linked in. Oh, now I'm just like you know hey, what? <laughs> if you check my LinkedIn chat, what do you see? If you know where I work, please don't say it. I, we won't talk about it, just, but whatever. Like, just give me a nod or something. It's a big company. It doesn't really matter, but yeah. I'm going to Google you on Internet Explorer. Since I don't use it, I don't have any sign-ins or like cookies enabled for it. Uh-huh. And I should be able to tell you if, in fact, if somebody just typed in your name, if you could be, like, doxed, basically. <laughs> <laughs> like 
Yeah, it's like docs. It's just like oh, I yeah, I, I googled their name and summarized the information I found. <laughs> oh, scandal! But yeah, I don't know if there were three Your intimidating. Is oh no. You don't what? even need to click on the LinkedIn profile. It says right in the first line in the Google thing. All right. That's where I work, Internet. Now you know. Uh, and yeah, your profile is 100% public. I think I set it up. Like, I wanted that because I was like, oh, well, then cool people could find me in the magic jobs. But that hasn't happened. So now it's just, you know, potential problems. Uh... Hey, I I don't know. Is there any any other topical topics you want to bust into? Just the fact that we have some voicemails to get through. Those are topical, maybe. They are we'll topical to, to us specifically. Yes. Not to like real life situations ever, but that's fine. Well, yeah, there's been <laughs> some like school questions or something, but okay, it's been. Oh a while. yeah, you're right. Okay, gonna, let's. I'll uh, write my reply just, on this pad. Let's just jump right in then. Here we go. Okay. Hi, Paul. Hi, Nate. This is the best I can do in 90 seconds. Here we go. Lots of Gunpla releases, two new Gundam shows, and one there's a brain dead amnesia girl who is afraid of the main Gundam G Self because of the vacuum of space. G Self is called G Selfie by cool kids. These kids are only as cool as you can be and still be a Gundam fan. Build Fighters Try is basically Build Fighter Season 2. Mr. Rawls back. Cool Gundams. Lots of references and callbacks to older Gundam shows. Wonderful. Very pretty colors. Monster Hunter 4G is out. I hate anyone who plays that game before me. Fuck Japan. I still love you, Japan. Lots of monsters. Surure Gyosu. It took me a long time to figure out how to pronounce that properly. Much Gundam. Wow. So mecha. G-Man is dumber than a cinder block. I have seen two people who don't believe the moon exists. Kill me now. Curse you, Internet, for showing me these morons. Faith in humanity lost. Mobile suit pilot trainees with cheerleaders. What the fuck? Kill them all, Tommy. Now, thank you. Lightning Gundam GM Cardigan Build Burning Gundam. Very neat. Winning Gundam, or as I like to call it, hashtag winning Gundam hasn't appeared. God. Martial arts skills are transferable <laughs> into Gundam skills. True story. You build Gunpla model kits. You fight with them. Solve your problems by Gunpla battles. Similar to Yu-Gi-Oh! You solve all your problems with a children's trading card game. What words do you not know how to pronounce properly? Because Japan. Fumino Hoshino is Gunpla Gas. Craigasm. Bye. <laughs> Was that seriously it? Yep. Um, I I don't know if how I I don't think I approve of Doge speak. Uh, we have Doge sure. coins, but I, I don't know if that's that's a good uh, trend in general. I was taking some notes to try to keep up. I think Gunblow was said at some point. Bills fighters try, 4G Monster Hunter Sigriosu. And then I was thinking about Settle It and Smash, which isn't exactly what he was talking about, but I thought that was a kind of cool tagline for their ad campaign, you know, for the new Smash Brothers. Uh, Are there Japanese words you have trouble pronouncing? I think that was the question. Or not pronouncing, necessarily, but didn't know the meaning to or something. Well, I didn't hear that question, so I'm not answering it. Let's move on. Oh, just a second. Uh... There's a lot of Japanese words I don't know. I, I, I flunked like out of, of a class really quickly. So, actually, yeah. I was in a Japanese class, did the first test, 
and then just left because I knew I had failed it so badly and never wanted to know what the number was because it would just stain me forever. So I just withdrew and lost money. That was that was a thing that happened. Uh, that was basically like a miniature marshmallow podcast right there. So if you elaborated on each of those talking points, you'd have a podcast. <laughs> that's how that's how that goes. What's the next question? All right, here we go. Holy shit, you guys! I thought I had all the Gundam news covered as possible, as well as I possibly could. Last is that what that spell, was? No, we got new Gundam info, big time. So they recently announced that Double Zeta Gundam and Turn A Gundam are going to be released in America. Finally, it's about damn time. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I'm going to get to see jo- Judo speak English. Judo? Now, oh my god, it's oh, it's so good. Oh my god. And Double Zeta Gundam and Turn A Gundam. Now we just need Gundam X, Gundam F91, Victory Gundam. Um, I would hate to be his two seed right OVAs. <laughs> Gundam... Uh, Builders, yeah, beginning G, <laughs> yep. Gundam Age, Gundam Build Fighters, Gundam Rekengisa and G, Gundam Build Fighters Try, and I think they said they were bringing the Origin too. So my question is, what's some shit you'd like to see localized, or you know, translated? That's actually a good question that works into what you originally were talking about. Congratulations, you did it. Yeah, uh, no, that was actually really good. Good job. Double Zeta and Turn A. Uh, okay. Uh, Gundam's getting translated and brought over here. Do you... Okay. What is something you want translated and brought over here? We'll yeah. see with that. Uh, I, I want to look... I have to look up what it's actually called. Because um, I don't I don't think it has... Although, for all I know, it already is. And this is uh, redundant. But okay. Does, answer, answer first, Does he mean, like, anything... Or specifically anime? Uh, I don't know. I guess we could broaden it to anything being translated. I guess there's like... I kind of liked the, like, Americanized old boy. Because it just felt like a different movie. Like, they Americanized it, right? I I actually... I thought it was totally fine. It actually had some really good elements to it. And I don't know why there's kind of this automatic I think I would like to see some more Americanized, like, brought over Korean films. (laughs) I think that would be great. Like, it's like, let's do I Saw the Devil with an American cast or something. Mm -hmm. Because it's such a fucked up story. It would totally, like, parts of it would totally translate in ways that would be really cool. So, mm-hmm. sure. More Korean, like, messed up cinema brought over here. Uh, uh, there was a long time where I would say, like, specific video games, but that's not really an issue anymore. Mm-hmm. Because internet, downloading, pirating, and just straight up people want to make money in the gaming industry, so they're bringing stuff over, usually. So, yeah, is there anything for you? Uh, never mind. It looks like it's totally available here, and I just need to actually go out and get it. It's called Bakuman. Uh, it's it's by the same writer as Death Note. It was kind of his follow-up thing. What about Panty and Stalking? So, of course, that would come over. I mean, that came over, but I have it over there. In it's English? on Blu-ray. Oh, I don't, oh, I don't want it, like, tra- oh, God. If we're talking about 
reinterpreting it with you Americans. Could get a- you could get Ashley Birch oh. to voice stalking. No, I, I don't want most of those things to happen. Like, there, there was talk of, like, on my Twitter, someone was like, oh, you like Ghost in the Shell? Scarlett Johansson's going to be in the movie. And it was just like, I don't want that to happen. Like, I, it just doesn't need to happen. We already have the movie. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, I guess we're talking about that. That is not, that is not a one I necessarily need to see America. Like, I guess that's like a snob thing against America just because the way I imagine it is they would just cut out the anything remotely edgy or unsettling, which is not what old boy did. The, the American one is like arguably has an even more fucked up situation happening than the Korean movie, which is saying something because it's all like super unpleasant business. So I don't know. I guess that's that's not really a fair thing to say that will automatically take place. I guess I just imagine when I hear Americans are going to remake something, I imagine like Marvel Studios is going to do it for some reason. It's like, mm. oh, this is because, hot and popular somewhere. We're going to make it like super generic and broad and fun for everybody. Well, specifically like, Disney will, right? Because they yeah, own everything. Disney will figure out how to get their hands on it and make it into something. It's just like, I, I don't hate Disney at all. Like, Tron Legacy is cool with the Daft Punk and everything, but I don't I don't need their kind of market sensibility or whatever put on everything. Budgets don't need to be that big, even, for stuff. It's like, if it's not $150 oh. million, why see it? It's like, what? There's tons of reasons. So There was a great Samurai Pizza Cat on the NES I would like to see done in English. Also, okay. there was a bunch of old Sailor Moon games I think would be fun in English because I couldn't understand like any of it. There's there are Death Note video games actually, and I don't think they came over here. They were DS games. I'm super stoked Vib Ribbon came over. So yeah, actually yeah, if we're talking about weird import stuff, I I was playing that as well. That game, I I love that it does the level generation thing, but it is so hit and miss whether or not what you get is fun at all. But when you find one that's good, it's really cool. But I, it's like you can go through a whole CD and find like one song that is like perfect. Like it's on <laughs> beat. It's manageably like I don't know what factors that thing is taking into account when it's generating levels. But there, like there are a bunch of Daft Punk songs that are just like the track is like twisting. So it's like the obstacles just twist up and fl- like flip up right in front of you like really abruptly. It's really disconcerting, and I'm not good at it. So okay. it's like, this is no fun. Whereas Out of Control by the Chemical Brothers, not my favorite Chemical Brothers song, but my favorite Chemical Brothers Vibribbon level. Cause it's I like bet there's perfect. some good Gorillas stuff you could generate. I don't think I have them on CD, though, so I have to burn some mm-hmm. stuff or go buy stuff. But Did you hear yeah. another Gorillas album was rumored or announced or whatever? Like rumored or announced? Uh, I guess uh, Damon Alburn was saying they have plans for another one. So both. Okay. Like, didn't they sort of break up last time? Weren't they saying they were kind of done? I guess I that's know. what happens. That's just what happens, though. I'm. I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Uh, yeah. The fall was that kind of the last one, technically. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. 
mixed on an iPad. Anyway, uh, what's next? Yeah, yeah. Hey, did you guys know that Vibri, the rabbit from Vibberman, is a girl? And that the sixth and final song in the game is about raising a baby? No. What? Well, I just learned that. Maybe you knew it. So I have nothing else, so uh, here's a dramatic reading of the first song in the game Polaroid. Walking by the river, dog is by my side. Raindrops falling on me, I have no umbrella. Search in my car. Search in my house. I can't find just anything I want. Search in my heart. Search in my hopes. There's no answer. Enter time, any place. Walking by the river, dog is by my side. Raindrops falling on me. I have no umbrella. Talking to my boyfriend. Such a happy time. He'll say goodnight to me. I feel all alone. Ready for you. Ready for me. I don't know what I'm just looking for. Ready for life. Ready for death. There's no answer. Any time. Any place. Looking for my answer. Looking for my dreams. Starting over. Looking for my answer. Looking for my future. Hey, I gotta watch. I know. Step by step, hop the mountain. Step by step, hop the ocean. Step by step, hop the rainbow. I'll be running. Jump by jump, hop the mountain. Jump by jump, hop the oceans. Jump by jump, hop the rainbow. I can guess everything. Wow. That that actually got like really kind of ponderous and sad sometimes. There's some weird shit, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh I knew Vibri was a girl, but that is a recent discovery for me as well. I, I Giant Bomb taught me that. They they went through the manual, I guess. Um, uh, and I, I didn't know what the last song was all about. And I, I guess I was kind of like, wait, there's only three songs, but there's two songs per difficulty. So you play yeah. one after the other. So yeah, you're right. Um, cool. What was that? Polaroid? What is that? It's a game? Oh. Mm. Okay. Thank you for the reading. Yeah. That's it's like that that point the turn for me was when it was like tell my boyfriend goodnight, I am all alone or something. I was like, Oh, this got that got huh. Alright. Cause I am tonight. Sad. It's very sad. You're very alone tonight. Very alone. Do you want me to come over? No. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, alright. Uh, I wrote very right. alone on this piece of paper. What's what's next? <laughs> I love this idea that like if something bad happened tonight, right, or yeah. like the world ended, yeah. and there's like some people left, they're just like going through apartment buildings or whatever, and then they see your note, your notepad. So it just says the fall, Vibri raising a baby, six songs, Polaroid, very alone. There you go. It's so depressing. Yeah. Okay. What's next? Next voicemail. Here we go. Okay, so that last email was silly. But it's time for serious business. It's time to talk about the list. I'm specifically going to talk about handhelds here. Okay. That's what I grew up with. That's what I have the strongest feelings for. Hmm. And what makes a great handheld is different from what makes a great console or PC game. Being able to jump in and out quickly are essential. Yeah. Because when you're gaming in the wilds, you never know what might happen. So a game like the original Super Mario Land is held back by the fact that you have to beat that whole game in one sitting. Mm. If you're pulled away, your whole run is ruined. Mm. Also, handhelds are more suited towards games that don't require your full attention. 
turn-based combat that can feel slow and unengaging on consoles is a strength on handhelds as far as I'm concerned. That's the reason games like Pokemon, Fire Emblem, and Advance Wars are so loved. There's a part of me that thinks that those games were really at their best on the GBA just because with the SP you could literally play them with one hand. And I get the sense that you guys mostly play handheld stuff closer to the way you play console stuff, at least mm. than I do. So I just wanted to throw out my two cents on that. And it, it's your list, so obviously how you feel about this stuff is still going to drive it. So it, uh, do you guys want to show your thoughts on handhelds as a distinct platform? I think you're totally right, and that's why they're split up. And they're mm-hmm. actually split into two different eras, almost, of uh, like an older and newer handheld market sort of thing in the list. Right. I'm trying to remember what encapsulates. It's like Game Boy to GBA is all together, or is it... Yeah, something like it's that. It's split on kind of almost 3D capability lines, which is kind of weird, but it's it's really hard to make a firm break on those. Uh, it's weird, because like, pl- like Super Mario Land, like when I'd be playing that is mostly like, oh, you gotta wait in like a waiting room or something. Or like, I'd have like enough chunk yeah. of time to get pretty far in it. Or like a long car ride. So it's like, yeah, I could totally beat this game right now. Like, so yeah. I, I didn't feel it was like that problematic, but I think it's he's not, right though. It's yeah, something to like, consider. There are different criteria that like pick up and put down that that's kind of a good component. And there's there's a bunch of handheld games I haven't really uh, been able to crack into. I'm, oh right, the DS games are actually in a totally separate box. But I have Advance Wars two on GBA. I could I could look into that a bit, see how I like it. But can can you skip the attack animations? Isn't there a way to kind of just skip over the fat in that game? And just get down to business, crunch those numbers, get going. I maybe. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Uh, Advance Wars, and yeah, I guess like Fire Emblem. Also, people really like the Fire Emblem and and Golden Sun. A lot of people love those. Is that a good example though? Because it's, it's like kind of just a JRPG. I, I, I played yeah. I played the first one quite a bit, but I I just kind of got stuck. I should probably just try it again. Like maybe it's like oh I'm a, I have patience now it's not that hard like maybe it's maybe it's more straightforward than I I'm being told you can time. skip them in Fire Emblem so I imagine you can in Advance Wars okay um so Advance Wars Fire Emblem and Golden Sun I wrote down for some reason just as kind of franchises you just that like I writing I like writing stuff I used to do this um just on the side during other casts uh yeah so yeah. Uh, okay, things to consider. Handheld okay. is going to be its own ball of wax, so we'll figure that out. Oh, yeah. Okay, next voicemail. Here we go. A big advantage the best anime has over Western TV is that anime that's not aimed at kids usually airs at night in time slots that they rent out from the stations, making them responsible for their own sponsors and production. So often animation studios will make their show and then bring it to air. They're in control of the show, and it allows for more shows that tell a complete story parsed out over however many episodes they want to make. Whereas even good Western TV shows are so often moving forward by the seat of their pants without a clear idea of where they're headed. So that's a thought about TV production for you guys to chew on, but I also wanted to recommend an anime to you guys. My main criteria was to pick something good, obviously, but also something not too long, since you guys have talked about the time commitment issue before. 
So my recommendation is for the show Bacano, spelled B-A-C-C-A-N-O. It's only 16 episodes, 25 minutes each. The first episode starts with the vice president of a newspaper and his young assistant talking about a series of strange incidents and how to start telling a narrative that ties them together. Who would be the main character? Sort of thing. The whole thing is set in the Prohibition-era United States, but it c- constantly jumps around in time, hopping from character to character. It mostly takes place along just one, this one train fly, train ride, the Flying Pussyfoot. There's a lot of murder and blood, and there are some people running around who are immortal. I recommend Bacano. The whole series is up on regular Hulu. I don't think we get Hulu. Just straight up. We don't? Okay. We do get internet to download things illegally, though, so there is that. Yeah, Meowth actually recommended Bacano earlier today. Um, oh. okay, like, Prohibition, that's, I mean, I've been watching a lot of Boardwalk Empire as well, which I've mm. gotten, uh, more fond of gradually over the course of it. It's okay. Got some, it's got some really... How long did it take, though? Uh, like, I felt kind of, this is okay for, like, the first two seasons, and then it, it started kind of hitting harder later, but, uh, it's, it's of generally high quality. But okay, okay, short 16 episodes. But yeah, the, no, the production thing, I'm trying to, like, yeah, there, there's totally examples of just shows that seem to be kind of forced into a situation where they're making it up as they go because they don't know whether or not they can complete their story. Like, yeah. like you know, Hannibal season two ends, and it's just like, is there going to be another one? Like, that wasn't confirmed for a while. So they just kind of have to gin up some stuff and hope it works out. Um, and like, we're, I mean, we're, we just recently embarked upon watching twin peaks, which has a pretty famous cutoff moment where it's like, yeah, no, their closure, forget about it. Season two will tease you and then end because they didn't get renewed. And it's kind of sad. So same with I guess firefly. It, they yeah. Yeah. And they managed to get a movie, but yeah, that's it is kind of an unfortunate thing with like an uncertain feature with any TV show over here. Even even yeah. like HBO does it. Like uh, I'm told Deadwood ends terribly. It just gets cut off. Uh, the guy at work say that too. He's yeah, to uh, he's about, yeah. So so cheated he's by so that. Ma- I actually he's so mad. I actually read into that though. It's a kind of shitty story because like the creator of the show kind of bailed on it too. It was like oh. HBO actually offered him a final like half season or whatever to wrap stuff up, and he was just like, "No, nah, I've kind of moved on to other stuff." Like he flaked out too, so that yeah, that's on his head. Uh, Carnival, yeah. I guess also, but I haven't watched the second season. But it was supposed to go longer, and then they just kind of ended it. Enlightened also, right. so yeah, it sucks. They should totally finish their stories before they make them. I guess yeah, that's that would shit. be a better way to go about it. Um, but okay, prohibition, alcohol, yeah, anime. Let's, uh, keep let's keep going here. Here we go. Okay, okay. You know, uh, Annabelle, I heard was pretty great. I mean, I don't really want to see it because who goes to a movie theater to see scary movies? Nah, I'm just kidding. I just okay, don't really okay. want to pay that much money to go see a movie, mm. unless it's going to be something actiony like Equalizer. Anyways, I was actually- uh. 
One elevator scene I saw was in Helsing Ultimate, and it's a show about a vampire. Now remember, all the policemen were trying to get into an elevator because a crazy vampire dude was chasing them. And don't worry, this is a vampire vampire, not one of those stupid Stephanie Meyer creations. Okay. And uh, one of the soldiers, <laughs> the policemen, got hypnotized by the vampire, and he pushes open the door. <laughs> and then right after that, the other policemen push him out the door, and the vampire eats the guy. And just then the door up. shuts, and everyone's thinking they're safe, and then the vampire just opens the door saying, Open Sesame. And then he proceeds to kill them all in a grotesque, brutal way. Uh, I'm not sure if Nathan or Brittany has heard of it, but the name of it is Helsing, oh. or Helsing Ultimate. It's a series, you know, violence. I dug it. Anyways, what shows do you remember that has elevator scenes in them? Amazing. Or movies, too. Oh, I was wondering okay. what this, like, Devil. what? Devil is an elevator movie, and it did come to mind pretty quickly. Uh, I mean, Drive has the stomping scene in an elevator. That was, uh, that was pretty good. Die um, Another Day? Or was it Live Free and Die Hard? Drives that car in that building, and there's that elevator part. I where he that, crushes her with the car in I, the elevator. That is, shaft. I think that is live free, live free or die hard. Okay. I forgot about that, but okay, you're right. That is sort of an elevator scene in the first Resident Evil movie. Doesn't someone get like <sighs> by an elevator, like the doors and everything, and it's like that jolting sa- around? That, that sounds familiar. Yeah, that sure. probably happens. First Resident Evil elevators. Movie, the first Resident Evil movie, elevator is definitely open up and a bunch of zombies come out. Okay. Weirdly too serious take on this. There is an incredible moment of like weird ominous stuff involving an elevator in an episode of Mad Men. And it's, it's okay. just like, a, it's like one of the shows, like weird little quiet moments that does not explain itself. And I don't know if it's like factory into the larger narrative or something. Basically Don Draper is just standing in the lobby and the elevator doors open, and he kind of looks in, and there's no elevator. Like, it's not there. And he just looks straight down the shaft and kind of steps back, and then the door closes. And it was just weird. So that was uh, not elevator, but it's supposed to be there. But I don't know. That that scene was uh, just odd. It, it For that show, it's real. it was like a, oh, that's not how this goes normally. So I, I don't know. Um, they, they kind of did a monolith thing with the doors of an elevator in the latest season too, because uh, space stuff factors into like you know the moon landing and all that. But uh, sure, it's late sixties now, so two thousand one would have also been out. Um, so that's didn't a you nice, say like... even in Annabelle there was a full elevator thing? <laughs> <with> like, <laughs> oh, that's what probably triggered this elevator scene, like focus or whatever. You're right that that was the scene. The like. The doors open, they close again, open, close again, open, close again, and, like, it's kind of, like, amping up the tension in the theater or whatever. So, yeah, and Annabelle had that. Uh, and I'm, sh- I'm sure Brittany's heard of Van Helsing. I think I have. And by Helsing, I, Van Helsing, I mean Helsing. Um, but, okay, violent vampire killing mm-hmm. show. It's kind of weird that this gets brought up because when we last worked together, we spent, like, an hour... In the warehouse, just talking about vampire stuff for a while. Really? 
Remember, we were talking about like interview with a vampire. I was talking oh, about how yeah. Blade is still my favorite vampire movie. Talked right. a little bit about vampires with James Woods. That did come up with dollar sign in it. Uh, yep. I think there was a like there was an effort to watch the Night Watch and Day Watch movies. Terrible. I don't like those. I don't. They're bad. I don't think they're very good. So no, they're bad. And like Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter, same guy. So, mm. man, Russia. How can one person hit so low, like down into the dirt? Just keep digging. But Wanted was kind of fun. I should probably never watch it again, though. Wanted was was fun. But you're right. It's it really... probably wasn't. So. It's like, I still, I think I still just like that there's that one scene where he's just like running through the factory and just like grabbing guns as he's running and jumping and shooting and stuff. Like, it's just a cool action scene. So, sure. yeah, there's, there's some stuff, but okay. You ready for there's the some elevator things. Yeah. Now I'm just trying to like sort all my elevator memories, but I guess we'll move on. We listed a couple. Okay. Last one, here we go. Hello, Paul. Hello, Nathan. Good news has happened. Naruto is going to finally end next month. Yay! Yay! And by that, I mean the little comic books there. Oh. Hard to believe it's finally ending. The crappy manga that's somehow number one on all the manga reading sites is finally going to end. For like 20 years? <laughs> that's, that's nice. Has it been that long? I mean, I don't oh. know how long I've been doing the whole reading thing. I just started reading the manga when the fillers in the, the second series started to get a little out of hand. So, yeah. Just been reading the mangas and just watching the cartoon same week since the mangas come out, so, yeah. It's finally gonna end. Yay! Yep. And, uh, not much other news. Uh, Bayonetta 2's demo is out. I was thinking of downloading it, but at the time the ideas come up, the internet goes down. Been having problems with that lately. It's like every time I think of, oh, I can do something right now, the internet goes down. So then I get sad. So, uh, do you guys have any problems with the internet? Like, internet goes down frequently? I mean, you guys live in Canada, so I imagine you guys have better internet than we do. Just like how you have better health care. Uh, they're basically the same it, I guess it depends where you live in Canada and the US specifically. yeah like if you live in Kansas mm. like forget about it you got the yeah. hottest internet in the world uh, yeah. I mean yeah it's a super regional thing like the, like just south of here outside Airdrie shittiest internet in the world you gotta get like satellite or something or you got nothing so I don't know it's Although, that was based on nine years ago. I don't know what exists now. Maybe it's way better. But, uh, internet's fine. We we basically had to update, upgrade quite a bit at some point. I just, we started just being like, we use internet for, like, everything. So let's just pay for the best internet that we can get within reason that meets our needs. But, sure. like, we've been downloading some giant-ass games lately. How long would it take you to get Evil Within, for example? hour one hour okay yeah 
I think you're you must still be better than we are here. I guess I think Shadow of Mordor took like two and a half or something. Shadow of Mordor took about the same amount of time. Two and a half because it was like no an hour, one hour. Okay. Over. Yep. How how big is Evil? Thirty gigs. I I I did that too, but uh, Evil Within was twenty one gigs. Or okay. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Internet's fine. There's not routine outages exactly here. No. Um, when work internet goes out, it's really not okay. It can up the blood pressure a little bit really quickly because you're just like, yeah. Oh, uh, I it needed to do stuff. What, who you're with for a company here too? Yeah, some are just not as good, I guess. But there's like, like tech clueless kind of. Yeah, there's like the three major ones or whatever. They're usually fine. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you can get like smaller company internet providers and they're apparently a little shaky. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. It's not a it's so like it's not even a regional thing. It's very much based on like even your neighborhood in the city. Well, yeah, like when we found out there was like, oh, there's alternative I- ISPs like uh in our in our area when we were back in uh the southwest we yeah. were like oh let's switch out from tell us let's get something else and it was just like oh yeah we can't actually hook that up uh your block the they don't have the right thing and i was just like what yeah oh like, it was some small company tech savvy or something is that an isp t-e-k i don't know uh, but they they yeah, had like oh that's familiar some, that's some sweet bandwidth right there. It's like, yeah, we can't hook up to that box. And you're just like, oh, awesome. Uh, Naruto's ending. How do you feel about that? Yeah, that's probably fine. I guess just the manga, though. So they still have plenty of fodder for more TV shows for a while. I'm sure they do for another 20 years or some whatever. Okay. 20 yeah. years of Naruto. Yeah, it's that's my long-term goal. You know, uh-huh. some people have, like, a five-year and a ten-year plan. My 20-year plan is Naruto. <laughs> it's like, I want to outlive Naruto and The Simpsons. I have things to, like, I have to stick around. Right. See them end. That's right. But, yeah, that's it for this week. We Word, didn't throw anything the... in the barrel. No, I mean... Jurassic I, I Park, I'm not, maybe? I'm... The book? Yeah, Maybe. Oh, video games of the movie goes directly in that barrel, and I piss on it after okay. drinking a tub of gasoline. After it's burnt thoroughly, though. You can't just like, oh, I put it out accidentally. Damn it. No, 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 no. This is what you ha- do. You drink a whole bunch of gasoline from a jerry can, right? Don't ever stew, do this. You stew for a little bit. You piss on it. Then you light it on fire because it'll go up in flames. Wait a minute. Which... <laughs> Isn't there a Nightmare on Elm Street movie where a dog pisses fire and then it makes him come alive again? Maybe. It's like the fourth or fifth one. Anyway. That sounds like about right. That sounds like a thing they do. So yeah, video game movie goes in the barrel. I'm not going to call any of the games I played yet because I'm still kind of early in them. So whilst I was very annoyed with some of those orcs beating me up, I'm not going to I'm not going to put it in the barrel. Um, it's also download, so how would you even do that? And yeah, I, I don't, I don't know that Jurassic Park goes in the barrel, 
but it does not go with the movie in the same. They, there's I, a ghetto. I have an idea. How about yeah. you t- rip out the pages that you didn't like? <laughs> you throw that in the barrel, and the rest of it is just sitting somewhere. Okay, I'll delete the word "said" and put all those in the in the barrel. Sure. God. All right. Anyway, there you go. Is Thanks it... for joining us. What's that email again? What, what's that the email? Is actually podcast at burningbarrel.co. More stuff is going up on the site. There's another thing that I am 3D Homer wrote about horror. Mm-hmm. So that should be interesting, I guess. Uh, I started doing Game Dudes again a little bit. I'm playing Borderlands, a pre sequel. And that is Borderlands. Okay. So. In a good. Because th- some people have been kind of not happy about some of the stuff, but I don't know. I don't like that there's not a siren in it. Okay. Oh, class change stuff, hey. I like mm. the siren. That's my that's my jam. But um so far there hasn't been too much Anthony Birch annoyingness. Uh-huh. So that's good. That's good. But uh hey, check us out on iTunes. You can yeah, write reviews there. That's finally should, up. That should be back up. Uh are we on the Stitcher? that other thing? Yeah. Yeah, we're still on Stitcher. Or Stitcher, back on it. You can you can listen to the Burning Barrel there. Um, ramble, ramble, ramble. Oh, thanks for. Coming. I'm gonna give a YouTube shout out. All right. For a channel I've been watching, this is a little bit different than the video game channels you kids might be accustomed to. So this channel is Nut Noggin. N u g Nugget Noggin. Sorry, N u g g e t n o g g i n. And mm-hmm. it is basically a hick dude with a metal detector and, like, spades and stuff. And he just goes digging in dirt and seeing what old pennies and marbles and classic artifacts he can find. Every video. I'm not even kidding. That's it's It's been enthralling me. Okay. One day he went, like, looking up and looking through the river. He found, like, an Uzi, like, like torn apart and then, like, a bunch of gun parts and stuff like that. I don't know. Oh, it's man. just really cool. I really like it. So okay. It's, it's just something well, completely different. There you go. Nugget I bet you weren't noggin. expecting that. No, no <laughs> idea that was the thing. But anyways, that'll do it for us this week. Thank you again for listening, and see you next time. Oh, keep those barrels burning.